The Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan Podcast by night, all day. Tell me about that watch. What is that? <clears throat> this is a Hoyer from 1950. 1950. So before, yeah. So before Tog bought Hoyer. Is it Tag or is it Tog? It depends. My dad always told me Tog. Oh, okay. Might be Tag, though. Well, it's spelled T-A-G. It could be Tog. Yeah. Tag, Tog. But before they collabed with them or went into business with them, it was just Hoyer. So this is a 1950 Hoyer. Wow. That's yeah, an cool. old fucking watch. Super old, man. That's kind of Definitely cool. haunted. Yeah, right? Yeah. There's something cool about that. Right? Yeah. Having something that's that old. Oh, that and no one else, you know, you're not gonna see a lot of it. That's what I like shit no one else has. Yeah. Kinda like cars. You and yeah. I the same with cars. Do you have to wind it every morning? Yes. Is it one of those? Yeah. It's annoying, but it's <clears throat> worth it. What do you got there? Is that <laughs> Omega? No, it's a Grand Seiko. This oh, is a winder sick. too. You have to wind this thing too. It's got a spring drive. It shows you on here like when it's winding up. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, you know uh, Matt Farah from the Smoking Tire. Yeah, he turned me on to Grand Seikos. They're great. Yeah, dude, it's such a beautiful design. They're their whole company, like the way they design watches. So they call it Zeratsu. This is like hand polished finish. Yeah. They do. They take it to like the ultimate detail level. If you get too into watches, it's going to get expensive. Yeah. Well, didn't you give your boy Lex Friedman a watch? Yes, I did. I gave him. I would give watch. you this one, but my wife gave me this no, from no, 1950. No, 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 no. I just can't do, do that, don't, dude. Don't, yeah. Don't give me that. Just, watch. just buy the company. <laughs> just buy the company. <laughs> just buy the company. <laughs> well, Lex had this bullshit watch that he bought from Amazon.com for oh, like 20 bucks, dude. What are you it, it's doing? It's giant, like a frisbee. It looked goofy in his nice suit and everything. You know, he dressed so nice. And I was like, you need a real watch. And then I was, and I was a little drunk. I was like, I'm going to give him my watch. Yeah. It's my move. favorite watch, too. It's like, because it has a moon on it. Was it Omega? Yeah. It's an Omega Speedmaster Moon Phase I watch. I love Omegas. I do, too. And the, the Moon Phase watch has a high resolution, a tiny high resolution image of the moon. And it shows you the exact position of the moon in the sky. That's so, dope. like, when the moon is, like, at half moon, it shows it on the watch. When it's at full moon, it shows it on the watch. But, like, when you see it. See if you can get an image of that. Does he know watches? Was he stoked? Or was he like, I don't oh, cool. know how much he knows about watches. He probably went home and looked but it it's, up. But it was legitimately my favorite watch, but just because of the moon phase aspect of it. Plus, it's just Omega. A, it's a classic company. It's not It's not too showy. Like, Rolex is very showy. Like, if you have a Rolex, it's <sighs> like you want to let everybody know. They're great watches. Yeah. Nothing wrong with Some it. Some would say the best. They're but it's beautiful. like it's become too almost pop culture. Like at my mine I have a Submariner from nineteen ninety one. That's that's the the black band version of it, but it's very similar. The one that I have the steel band. So see that image of the moon? Yeah. I mean it's like sick. a perfect image, like high resolution image of the moon, just very tiny. What color band was yours? Mine Metal? was steel. It's all yeah. steel. Yeah. So it's basically the same watch just with a steel. That was the watch. That's it right there. But did, that's, that didn't Russell was. Peters give you a watch? He did. A Bretling, right? Yeah, a Bretling. And I wear that watch every time I do a special. Oh, that's cool, man. Yeah. So, so you paint it forward. From 2014, I did my 2014, 2016, and 2018 specials. I'm all wearing the Russell Peters watch. That's so watch. cool, man. Yeah. Have you been getting mu up much watch. around here? Yeah. I've been doing, um, well, obviously I was doing those shows with Dave till he got the And cooties. what was that? It was, it was shows here? Theater. Okay. Stubbs has a 400-seat amphitheater, and uh, so we tested the entire crowd. And then um, someone in Dave's circle, not related to the show, got COVID and was hanging around with Dave. Got Dave sick, 
got three or four other people sick. Radio Rahim got sick. Um, uh, the photographer's son got sick. I don't know if the photographer got sick. A lot of guys got sick. Did you and Elon get it? No, no. Elon already had it. Okay, his antibody. Elon had it in the past, and a lot of people were saying that his girlfriend Grimes gave it to Dave. That's not true. No, it was another guy that gave it to Dave. His girlfriend Grimes had gotten over it already long before, like several days before she got to the show. You, yeah, you. I don't know. Maybe you have the blood type, or you're just built different. Where you're just you're not the guy who's going to get COVID. I don't know, man. But I I was at a show. We'll see. I was at a show um, with uh, several people. That wound up getting COVID because I went to the show and uh, I didn't expect that it was going to be like so COVID-y. <laughs> Everybody was just you can jammed feel it. Yeah. out here. Bro, people don't give a fuck. They just go out. But you the thing sh- you is, should like, see Florida. Yeah. Oh, I know. Dude, I did a show it's for New Year's wild. Eve. I walked out and there's it was just everyone's together. And I come out I'm like, e- do you guys not get the news? Like, <laughs> listen, I'm pretty loosey-goosey, but this is ridiculous. And I see a guy making up with two chicks in the front. I go, hey, hold on, stop. Do you know each other? They're like, no. I'm like, the fuck you doing, man? They're not what about worried COVID? About it. They're not worried about it. No, they don't care, man. Do you know about uh, quercetin and zinc and yeah, yeah. Uh, all those the yeah. different me- medic- or different nutrients? Yeah. For people that didn't listen to the Mark Gordon podcast, I'd recommend you listen to it because there's actual peer-reviewed studies on quercetin, which is something called an ionophore, which gets ions into the cells, and then you take that with zinc as a much higher absorption rate of zinc zinc and according to dr gordon it essentially like stops viruses dead in its tracks when you when you take this on a regular basis even covid yeah and i'm, I'm just on i have not wavered even a little on my vitamins me neither i, I stay unless i got covid right i was like the canary in the coal mine for comics yeah, you were there early. I was the first one yeah it seems to me like kind of everybody's gonna get it yeah at this point be in cool, time man yeah be cool yeah everybody's gonna get it be cool well, the people, it's like when you get it, they're like, I want to yell at you for being irresponsible and for killing my grandma. Kevin Hart's so much smarter than me because he got it and then announced six months later, like, hey, I did have it a few months ago. And I was like, mm. all right, not a big deal. Yeah, you were like, while you had it, you announced it. The day I got it, like, hey, got COVID. Uh, and Joey I have a Diaz friend who got up. it and doesn't want, Joey lit you up? Oh, lit well, up. Joey was litting, lighting me up for going and doing that show in Houston. Joe Rogan, why are you going to Houston? What the fuck are you doing? You want to catch that shit? Want to catch that shit and give it, give it to your fucking friends? Joey, come on. Be well, cool. he's worried about getting it, you know? And he should be. With with his health and yeah. you know, his stature, he should be. You know, because yes. I have a uh, family friend, my mother-in-law's best friend. Their son got it. He's 22. You know, out of shape, but he, he passed away from it. Whoa. Yeah, he's 22. 22? Mm-hmm. So there, there's like those outliers that you How hear. out of shape is he? You know, pretty, you know, not, not like obese. Probably 5'10", 280, 290. That's not obese? I mean, that's obese. But I'm, I'm saying he's not like, you know, not, he's not on TLC 600-pound life or nothing. But that's ob- that's morbidly obese. Yeah, though. great that, that's He's 100 pounds overweight. Yeah, he's, he's heavy. Yeah. Fuck, though. That's yeah, crazy. 22. 22. 22 heartbreaking. Too. That's what was so, that's what's such a bummer, man. It's like we have such a problem with obesity in this country and poor diet, and that is the number one comorbidity factor, apparently, for COVID deaths is being overweight. Should be a wake-up call. Like get in shape. Jesus Christ, it should be, but you know, I've had overweight people on the podcast. I'm like, you do anything about it? I can't wait for the vaccine. Like, what about now? What about now? <laughs> went, to, went to Tim Dillon's house to pick him up because he's co-hosting King and Sting with me. I go to pick him up because he lives pretty close to me. 
just come in, check out the new pad, man. We go into this room and there's workout equipment. He goes, so here's my elliptical that I stare at every morning. There's my treadmill that I like to take pictures of. I'm like, you don't use them? He's like, nah, I just, I don't know, man. I got him here, though. He needs a trainer. That's what he needs. You know, he, I connect he contacted to my trainer. me after Ralphie May died and after uh, someone else died. Someone else died. I forget who it was. Who's, who, like a bigger person? Another comic died. And he was like, you know what? I got to do something. I got to do something. He was scared about it. Like, he did King of Sting. He was like, how many people are in the room? I was like, we have Chappelle, Kat, Chin, and Nick, and Theo. He's like, all right. And was like, you got to get rid of these people. Like, but they've had it, dude. They have antibodies. Like, I don't care. I don't want all those people in there. Why don't you guys just test? You don't test people? Yeah, we do. Yeah? Yeah, we test all the time. And, you know, with Showtime, my shows at Showtime, they test like a month. I get tested all the fucking time. So why don't you just test before the shows, and then he doesn't have to worry about it? Well, he doesn't have to worry about it because all those people already had it. Right. Everyone so, in there has had it. And he's still... Yeah, but whatever made him feel comfortable. You yeah, know, I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I'd hate for Tim to get sick and die. Oh, that we got to protect him at all costs. At all costs. I love this fucking, fucking Tim Dillon. The new video of him as the the, the new health secretary, the he's transgender so lady from Pennsylvania. He's so funny. <laughs> and his, his whole dispute with Airbnb. Yes. He's I told him from the app. Yeah, I told him like, dude, I don't know if I'd make like threats to the many. <laughs> stuff happens, Brendan. He doesn't. Because stuff happens. Give a fuck. He does not. People give die a fuck. all the time. <laughs> stuff happens. He does not give a fuck. <laughs> play that. Please play that. My name is Rachel Levine. I'm the Biden administration's new secretary of COVID. And many young people aren't wearing their masks because they don't think it's lit. But I'm telling you right now, you can turn up and have a great party even with your masks on. And I'm no stranger to partying. I love jellies and buttons and black beauties, Abyssinian tea, candy, tranks, circles, erasers, wolfies, jellies, moggies, valleys, eggs, school bus. I love a little Aunt Nora, French fries, liquid X, blind squid, cat valium, green jet, special K, super acid, African salad, herbal speedball, electric Kool-Aid, sugar cube, purple haze, yellow sunshine, Just big cheese, with that fucking wig boomers, caps, cow patties, fungus, tweezies, yellow fever, velvet, skittles, triple C, mm. magic mint, and bath salts. So listen, kids your new health secretary isn't an old fuddy-duddy i like robo tripping as good as the next person okay the safest thing you could do is wear your mask get vaccinated and then let's fucking get this party started right <laughs> also after a short battle with covid 19 the president of the united states joe biden has passed away <laughs> he's so stupid he's so stupid i he's love so, him. such a ridiculous person He's a gem. He is a rare person, right? And he's so prolific. Like, he works so hard. Like, anytime something is happening, like, he's got a video out. Like, he's on really it. quickly. He has a setup out of his house. Yeah. It's a good studio. He gets it, man. And his Killer. ability to just rant. Like, his podcast is essentially like him and his producer, and he's just ranting about Ranting while his producer ranting. laughs. Yeah. He's got like a one-person audience. Tim's one of the guys on King of the Sting. You know, it's me and Theo like busting balls and making fun of the video submissions. With Tim, it was like just bring up something, and then me and Theo just backed up. Dude, let him go. I had him on with Alex Jones. It was glorious. Insane. It was glorious. Because first of all, Tim is a fucking conspiracy nut. Not that he believes in these things, but he's like read a bunch of them. Yeah, he likes it. He's he's, he's curious about what, what... So he knew a lot of shit... And him and Alex Jones going back and forth together it was hilarious. Characters, man. Yeah. Dude, this is the first whiskey that I've had in a long time. I anyone, took all of January off. Anyone defending institutional Wall Street right now got an envelope with photos of themselves at Jeffrey Epstein's birthday. <laughs> so what's 
what Jamie's uh, just pulled up with that and what Tim was talking about is this insane situation that's happening. It started out with GameStop on uh, with with these these intelligent vipers from Reddit decided they were going to figure out well what what they here's the thing Wall Street speculation and these people that have been these hedge fund guys they've been manipulating the stock market in a very similar way forever yeah but these guys on Reddit decided to get together collectively and what is it called the the, the subreddit Wall called Street Wall Street bets, bets. Yep. so Wall Street bets decided that these hedge funds were shorting GameStop, right? So they decided we're going to buy GameStop. We're going to fuck their whole system up. Just to boost GameStop. Yeah. Stock. Well, just to see if they could. Yeah. And just, they, it's <clears throat> fun. It's fun. So they, a bunch of people bought GameStop stock. GameStop stock rose higher than it's ever risen in the entire history of the company. Hilarious. I think it was up 11,000%. Is that the case? Uh, the actual percentage, yeah, I don't know. I, I might have made that number up. It sounded uh, yeah. good, though, didn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it had never been higher than 50 60 bucks, and mm -hmm. it shot up to three to $400 at some point yesterday. Which Even is crazy. Today, a little bit, but just which more, is, though. Yeah. It's cra that's a crazy jump for no reason, and it was all because of these guys. So this is where it gets complicated, because now regulars, do me a favor and go to Sager... Uh, his uh, Instagram page because uh, he gave me permission to play this today because he he talks about how this is really exposing the actual corruption in the stock market and real market manipulation Jesus. because they're trying to do something about the fact that these Wall Street guys are getting fucked over and like hedge funds have lost billions of dollars yeah. because of this. And so, but the thing is that now that these right, guys, yeah, let's play it. Let's play it real quick. This is the one you sent me yesterday, right? No, the newer um, one. Yes, the one from today. Oh, I didn't know they had a newer one. Um, let me. Um, I'll send this one it. Regulate to, and reform. Uh, perhaps. Let's see. All right, Sagar, what's yeah. on your radar? Well, I have a confession to make. This is the first story that's excited yes, me in a it. long time, <clears throat> covering the pandemic and Trump and Stop the Steal and Capitol riots and the Biden presidency, it's been a real bummer. And I have not felt a pep in my step like this in many months. And it is now thanks to a bunch of Redditors going after the people I despise the most in our society, speculators on Wall Street. By now, I'm sure that you're all familiar with the story. Hedge funds and billionaires took out a massive short position on the company called GameStop. A band of Redditors on a subreddit called Wall Street Bets called their bluff drove the stock up to the tune of thousands of percentile more to force those hedge funds to liquidate billions of dollars in losses while the merry band of Redditors gets rich. It's the ultimate David and Goliath story. Underemployed and unemployed, sitting at home in their pajamas, using the power of the internet and new trading platforms like Robinhood to destroy the kings of American finance. We are never going to go back to the old ways of doing business. And Wall Street knows this. So what's their solution? It's one that we, my friends, must resist absolutely at all costs. Now they know that they do not have a monopoly on manipulating the market, they are gonna do everything in their power to go after you and people like me who are not on the side of the billionaire elite. As I laid out yesterday, they are already going into overdrive on CNBC, who started off yesterday by inviting the literal CEO of the NASDAQ <clears throat> on to call for more regulation. Let's take a listen to that again. 
One of the things that we're talking about is maybe misinformation and, and uh, pump and dumps, and it's occurring on social media again. It just, I, I'm wondering whether it's part of the same problem, the type of regulation that, that, uh, that we finally need to, uh, to consider. And like I said, I, we should always have a light touch with regulation, but you're, you're seeing the way things can get started. Again, this is different. Maybe it's Reddit. Maybe it's not Facebook. But you're seeing the, 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 the same situation. The, the, he's at this point, it's not yeah, about an election. Like it's not about a, well, he's also, uh, an insurrection. Pause for a second. Pause for a second. He's also calling for regulation. Yes. They never call for regulation. Never. He's super Assholes like him, the never. last thing that guy wants yeah. in terms of like being able to manipulate the market and make as much money as possible yeah. is fucking regulation. Yeah. So him He's calling for it. regulation is kind of hilarious. <clears throat> and him saying that they're manipulating it with social media, like, this is literally what they do. Yep. It's what they do. Yep. Keep going. <clears throat> His there are interesting me. things happening that, that seem to be spawned to some extent, or at least, a, at least blown out of proportion by social media again, Adina. Well, I, I do think, though, that as we look at these new technologies that are there available to everyone, including investors, I, I think it's also important for regulators to understand that, you know, manipulation is manipulation, whether it's happening through a new technology medium or it's happening through traditional mail. She's uh, the tightest so skin I've I think ever it's seen. just a matter of making sure that we understand what the behavior is, what's underpinning the behavior, and working appropriately with the regulators to to uh, to manage the situation. She looks like a female version of the blind scientist from Contact with Jodie Foster. <laughs> Tell me she doesn't. Pull up an image of that guy. All, He's a all famous these people actor. on the on the on this clip have issues. He has Richard Ramirez teeth. It's a nightmare. Contact contact with Jodie Foster. Go, go to images. That. The guy in the far right, yeah. Oh, a little bit? Come on, give me that bit. picture. Yeah, I'll give you that. Come on, right there? Yeah. Now go back to her. No, they look pretty fucking similar. Right. Yeah, good call, Doug. <laughs> good reference. <laughs> Almost identical. It's so crazy. It's the cheekbones and the mouth. Are you sure that's not him or her? <laughs> I don't mean to dead name or misgender. Okay, keep playing it. Working appropriately with the regulators to to uh, to manage the situation. Yeah, you heard that correctly. The guy from CNBC who hates regulation is now calling for more regulation. <laughs> and the CEO of the head of one of the largest trading exchanges in the world is agreeing with him. Notice when hedge funds manipulate markets, when they screw over regular people in different companies, when Wall Street requires billions of dollars in bailouts and floats from the Federal Reserve, there isn't any call for more regulation. But a couple of average Joes on the Internet make money at the expense of a billionaire hedge fund. Well, that just can't stand. And I'm not exaggerating here, just showing you one clip. The idea across the American elite right now is that what has happened with GameStop is unacceptable. Don't believe me? Check this out. As GameStop and other stocks soared, Arthur Levitt Jr., he decided to weigh in. And if you don't know who that is, it's the former SEC chairman who literally presided over the dot-com bubble and was appointed by Bill Clinton, who perhaps more than any president is responsible for much of the financialization of our economy beginning in his administration. Levitt wrote an op-ed in Bloomberg calling for a full agency investigation into online stock trading platforms and said that social media is taking advantage of users' behavioral psychology and pushing them into dangerous territory. Okay, maybe, 
I don't even really disagree with that. But doesn't it just tell you everything, that this is what they want to investigate now, that this is what they want the government to do something about now? Don't underestimate how mainstream this view is. Yesterday, the White House press secretary said Janet Yikes. Yellen is, quote, monitoring the situation. Elizabeth Warren tweeted out that we needed more regulation. The state securities regulator for the state of Massachusetts said GameStop trading should be halted for 30 days. And the SEC now says they're working with regulators to assess the situation, review the activities, and other participants, like I said, hey, Maybe that's justified, but you people are silent on the crimes of the actually influential people who rig our economy on a daily basis. You want a near-perfect corollary? Billionaire investor Bill Ackman. He went on CNBC in March 2020 to give an emotional interview to say hell is coming and that hotel stocks would go to zero. His interview sparked a panic sell on Wall Street. It is seen in retrospect as one of the precipitating events of that drop. Guess what? At the exact same time, right after that interview, Ackman was buying billions of dollars in the stock as it hit rock bottom. Jesus. In fact, <laughs> he pocketed $2 billion in bets against the market as it was crashing. <clears throat> okay, let's pause. It was a crash. Billionaire's going to billionaire, man. This fucking... Can I have some more? Yeah. What, what the mark... First of all, this is the, the great roach crisis of uh, 2021 now, because another one's missing. Who, who's cleaning this place? The door was locked. I don't know. Someone took your roach? There's no roach. Never trust a man with a ponytail. I don't know. Oh, he, he's said. got an unlimited I'm supply good. of weed. <laughs> they like keep, keep what, vanishing here. What is this? Buffalo Trace. <clears throat> Buffalo Trace is doing a promotion with Fight for the Forgotten to raise money. Oh, sick. And they're making me a whole barrel of whiskey. And so I got to pick out the uh, various. All your shit. Oh, we got a lot of them. Oh, don't, okay. don't, we got five bottles Say over there. Say less. Yeah. Grab a couple more of those little bottles, fellow. Fantastic. But we got. Dude, he was like, tell me which one you like. And we drank all, all of them. them. And I'm like, I don't. All of them? I don't notice the difference. I'm not. I don't know. I, I, you'd have to like drink some fucking mouth cleaner in between to be able to tell the difference between. It's the, tough. It's, I went through the same process. I got my own whiskey dropping in March. Oh, shameless plug. Yeah. But you, you get you get all these samples. And I'm like, which yeah. one do you like? And I was saying, I'm like, they're all good. They're all man. good. You know who's got a fucking Cheers, dope brother. whiskey? Josh Barnett. I've heard it's really good. Is it good? It's really good. It's uh, I think it's called Warbringer is the name of the company. Warmaster is the. See if you can find it. it. But it's a smoky whiskey. I really like it. I'm not a big Very smoky unusual. guy, but I heard it's good. It's. I wish I had a bottle. I heard here. from you. He sent me a bottle to my house. It's excellent. Great I mean, label, it's Josh. Mesquite smoked Southwest bourbon whiskey. Label's it's, half the battle now. Mm, yeah. Well, that's a different label than I got. That one's fucking dope, yeah, Josh. Mine was like a reddish label. Good for him. It's very good, though. That's what I got. I got that one right there. Oh, that's even better. Yeah. That's sick. Look at that. He's got two roosters War fighting Master on edition. It. Yes. How's he doing? He's doing great. That guy is so fucking smart. Uh, he's so, he, has, he has to be one of the smartest fighters ever enter the octagon. 100%. He's so smart. So well-read. You know, just an interesting take on Does things. Does he do his own podcast? Always. I know we're always pushing people to do their own podcast, but that guy should fucking just rant into a microphone for a hot hour. For sure. I Call think he the was Master hour. planning on it. Right? Get on it, Josh. Do you know, Jamie? He's still beating up small <laughs> Asians in wrestling. Um, He does some pro wrestling. Oh, you know who I saw at the airport? Boss Rutan. <laughs> yeah, you told me he's Jack. Jack. But is his arm okay now? Because he had that like one arm that was all fucked up from I his don't neck know. Injury. He was just sitting down, and I was like, what are you doing? His neck was like fucking 
jacked. Really? And he was looking at, uh, he's moving out of LA. He was coming here, Idaho, and I think he was looking in Nashville. Everybody's moving out of LA. Except for your boy. Hold it down. Well, I'm I'm giving it a year. A whole year? Well, well, how many guns you got? A bunch. You're going to need them. Yeah, AR 15, son. I got them gnarly guns. You get it before Biden comes to take it away. Oh, you need your double barrel shotgun. I told my no. wife, Jill, you go out. You, you, if someone's outside, you shoot one off into the air. Like, get the fuck out of here. No, I'll call Tim Kennedy. He'll save me in a helicopter. <laughs> in a fucking helicopter. Yeah, when I asked Tim Kennedy how far, he was telling me about this ranch. He's like, well, it's 55 minutes driving or 20 minutes by helicopter. Oh, well, I don't have a helicopter, dude. He's got a helicopter. He takes oh, yeah. a helicopter everywhere. Yeah, he's asked me to go shooting hogs with him out of the helicopter. Yeah, he asked me that, too. They don't keep the hogs, though. The thing is, it's like an eradication thing. Like, first of all, those pigs, people think that they're not good to eat because they eat horrible things. They're great to eat. Are they? Yes, they're great to eat. You just have to cook them the same way you would cook any animal that eats other animals. When you eat an animal that eats other animals, whether it's a pig or mountain lion or bear, you just have to cook it to more than 100 and I think it's 160 degrees. Like you're not to stop trichinosis. No. Well nope, done. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah, you, you got to roast with it, huh? Yeah, roasts. You got to just slow, low and slow. You can sous vide it. You can cook it at um there's one thing you could do. You can cook it at like a lower temperature for a longer period of time and like sous vide um, because it'll kill the parasites if it gets to a certain temperature for a prolonged period of time. I think they've proven that like you can sous vide like wild pig and and eat it in a medium rare, but you have to get it to like 135 and cook it for like many hours. Yeah, Tim don't give a fuck about that. He's trying to body count, son. Well, they just body count. The thing is, they get hired. Uh, by ranches or they get uh, told by ranchers like this is a place where you can take people to shoot them because yeah. Texas is infested with wild pigs. And they're fucking up property. Like, oh, I get it. Billions of dollars in I damage every yeah. year. It's a, cra- it's a crazy thing. I'd be down to do it. Yeah, it is. But I, I have a, a, a position that I have to take in terms of like... See, the thing is... If I knew that the meat was going to go to something, I'd be, okay, I'd be cool with it. But Won't the other animals eat it? Other pigs will eat it. There you go. That's what's gross. The, yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah, they're, they'll cannibalize each other. Bears cannibalize each other. Disgusting. Yeah, I would do it though. But I, yeah, I'm I'm staying. Point is, I'm staying in L.A. for now until. How do we get off that track so far that we're I don't know. talking about cannibals? I don't, yeah, <laughs> Tim Ken. Oh, Tim Kenny saving me and killing animals. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a year. I'm like I'm I'm not gonna just rush into anything. I'm gonna give it a year. Hmm. See what happens. Okay. Good. Hopefully luck. Newsom doesn't fuck up. Oh, he's gonna fuck more. it up. They're, I think the they're worst. gonna get rid of him. <clears throat> oh, they are. I think that Google guy. Yeah, I can't gonna, wait. That billionaire tech guy who I wants can't to wait. run. I can't wait. Yeah, I boosted his tweet. Fuck he said yeah. he's gonna. He said recalled Gavin Newsom. I'm running for governor of California. How do you pronounce his name, Jamie? Chamath. Say Chamath. Chamath or Chamath. I'm not what sure. is his uh, full name? I'll take I'm anybody at this point. Yeah, it's Newsom. It's a complicated name, but uh, <clears throat> he knows business, and that's what this goddamn country, this state in particular, California in particular, needs. Okay. How do you say that? Sir Lankan. Palihapitya. Executive at Facebook. That's trouble. Chamath. Yeah. Well, what? he knows his shit. Board member of Golden yeah. State Warriors. Dig that. Yeah. <clears throat> big trouble for Newsom. Big trouble. Good. That big, piece of Big shit. trouble for Newsom. And then Newsom is releasing, uh, they, they've changed their policy in California in terms of they're allowing 
the restaurants to open, but yet they're not showing the COVID data anymore. Because the reason why they're allowing the restaurants to open is, I got to think it has something to do with pressure. And I got to think it has something to do with the fact that they're being, that he's being recalled. 100%. He's, he's gotten quiet. Like, you're not in L.A., but yeah. he, every morning he used to be on there talking shit, and we're mm-hmm. locking down this, and this is why we're doing this. Since the recall, you barely hear from him. He's and then the one time you heard from him, he was like, well, billionaires are doing good. Did you see that? Yeah, it's like, ah. <gasps> Yeah. They let you talk and you fucked up, dude. Yeah. Well, the the other thing is that he did a Q&A and some guy asked him, uh, you know, is this because of the pressure, like opening, reopening restaurants because the pressure, because oh, yeah. of the recall. Hey, it's uh, 100% not true. It's not it's, 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 it's categorically. Piece of shit. Like the way he said it, though, was like stammering. And no. like it's, yeah, it was like see. the guy on there. Like you can tell like guy with the turkey neck. He fucked up. But, you, but New York's open and Chicago open. I mean, come on. Listen, when they, they, they shut those restaurants down to make it look like they were doing something. Opt- it's all optics. It's all optics. It's all optics. Yeah. There's no so you'd be like, hey, we tried evidence. our best. No evidence Zero. that COVID is being spread through these outdoor dining establishments. It's just not. It's, not it's strange because you're getting rid of the middleman, but then these big, big companies are left open. The so problem you're forced is, to go there. It's real clear. The problem is they don't get penalized. So they keep getting their checks yep. every week. And wasn't Newsom at one point in time, wasn't he supposed to take a, a giant pay cut? And never did it. Never did it. Never yeah. did it. He got gifted a home and then took a mortgage out on it. He got gifted a $3 million house and then took out a big mortgage on it. Crazy. It's like there's so much garbage in politics. And when you see these people that make decisions that crush small businesses and crush restaurants, and 75% of all restaurants in L.A. are gone, and they're probably never coming back. What's interesting to me is people still put up with it. It's like, you're going to listen to this guy after they, all this? What can they do, You're man? still doing it? What can it? they do if they have a home Revolt there? Revolt and open up. But they can't, because then they'll lose their license, and they'll never be able to open up once it's, once it's open. Co- yes and no, because also the, the cops aren't on board with Newsom. They're not enforcing the rules. Right, but the cops are not the regulators. Yeah, there's, they're gonna pull. You're saying they're gonna pull. Yeah, the they're gonna pull your licenses. And they'll never let you license. get it back. Yeah, it's tricky, man. <clears throat> yeah, well, but I talked to Emily at the economy store, and she was saying they were having a conversation. I think today or Friday that the economy store in La Jolla is gonna open up next month, hopefully. Well, you know that that makes sense. I want to pull something that um, someone sent me because uh, it's about the, California. The, yeah, the economy store in La Jolla. Should have been opened up a long fucking time ago. They wanted to do shows in the back. back Dude, I was lot. booked there in, like two months ago and they yanked yeah. it. Yeah, it's not good, dude. They're going to open up. I, I told Emily I'll do it for free. Just give the staff the money. Whatever, when the comedy store in L.A. opens, I'll do it. Whatever good they want to do. Good for you, dude. Yeah. I had um, uh, Craig from Craig's and uh, John Terzarian. Um, from you, L.A.? Craig's? Yeah. Oh, great restaurant. Yes. How do you say John's last name? Terzian? Terzian. Terzian. Not Terzian. Um, And John was telling me that when he was speaking out against the regulators that and and the regulations they were putting down in Los Angeles, they were visiting his place every fucking day. Oh, yeah. Every day. And he's like, you have thousands of restaurants. He's like, well, it's not my fault. We're told to come here every day. Like they were fucking with him. Yep. So that that's Garcetti. Mafia. Yeah. that's They're, they're doing Dude, shady Garcetti. shit because they don't like this pressure. They don't like criticism. So they're abusing their power yep. because they don't like criticism. And they're going to lose their jobs. Oh, hopefully. Please. Garcetti, name hopefully. a bigger pussy. Name a yeah. dude. Unreal. Yeah. And you listen to that guy. There's another guy that's running for um, governor in California, the Ma- San Diego Major guy? Williams. 
that guy too. But Major Williams is a guy who's a veteran, and he's been on the campaign trail for a while, Republican guy. who The uh, San Diego, I think, was he the mayor of, or yes. governor of San Diego? You've Man. never seen a human being blink more in your life. Really? He has to have a condition, or he's a lizard. You've never, <laughs> ever seen a human being blink. blink a lot? I think so, yeah. They keep doing this. Dude, I'm saying it's a condition. Really? Yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. See but if, I uh, hope he wins. Go to, uh, see if you can find Major Williams' uh, uh, Instagram page. Yeah, so he is uh he's on uh a run for the governor of yeah, California. Let's get he's his brother a, in there, man. Yeah, he's got let's a go, lot, bro, lot, bro. lot of support behind him too. I'm in. Um veteran, fuck you yeah. know. And look at his 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 uh his positions. He's anti-mandatory vaccinations, anti-human trafficking, <laughs> anti-voter fraud, anti-high taxes, yeah. anti-over-regulations, anti-hate groups, anti-socialism, anti-communism, anti-online censorship, anti-defunding the police. Yeah, no yes. shit, aren't we all? Pro-entrepreneurship, pro-innovation, pro-Second Amendment, pro-community collaboration, pro-school choice, pro-legal immigration, pro-forest management. All these things are good. Pro-armed pro, forces, pro-first responders, pro-firefighters, pro-law enforcement officers, pro-life, pro-freedom, pro-family, pro-God. Who's pro, not pro-God? Pro Who's Amendment. like, I'm, I'm cool with everything but God. Yeah. God can eat shit. Dude, what God, did you make? Just, that's where what I did you do, God? Yeah, what did you what, do, God? What kind Look of a what mess? you've done to Look us. what you've done. Look what you've done. What could yeah, you have done I'll with the ocean? It. You got sharks out there fucking all these fish up. <laughs> out there fall. It, I don't know yeah. if he needs all that, but I'll whoever. Well, he's a positive force. He's he's got some real good ideas. And then this other gentleman from Google has some very good ideas. This is the good thing about someone who's a poor manager and and not just poor manager, but corrupt. Like when you saw Gavin Newsom at that restaurant eating indoors with no mask on, that's all you needed to know. The, that, that's all you needed to you know. You got to look more into him because there's that and you're like, oh, that's ridiculous. Well, do you know he left his vineyard open and closed the other ones? Yeah. Do you know that his kids are in school? Yeah. Like do you, read the, it's there, man. You just got to yeah. look into it. Yeah. There's a real piece of shit. It's not good. It's, it's classic politics and he's probably been able to do this for his whole career while he was running San Francisco. I'm sure this is... This is the way they've operated forever. This is the way Nancy Pelosi operated, who's his aunt, by the way. Correct. Nancy Pelosi, who got busted at a, a beauty salon, salon yep. with no fucking mask on while the beauty salons were closed. They caught her, and she's like, in, in, in she, they asked her, do you want to apologize? They should apologize to me because oh it was God. a setup. It's not it was a setup. It was a setup. You know the fucking laws, lady. You know those things aren't open. I don't have hair, yep. and I know beauty salons are closed. <laughs> yeah, like, How the fuck do you? You not know it's it's crazy like the, the fact that that is tolerated these these people who make these the rules are for you and not for me different rules for you than for me and that's what that's what you saw with Gavin Newsom when he's eating at that restaurant with no fucking mask and then lying about the fact that it was outdoors. Well, his approval rating's in the tank, so he'll get his. It is how does he have any approval ratings? I, I, that's my thing. How does anybody fuck with him? How does anyone look at that and go, ah, he's doing a good job? Well, people are coming at him from both sides now because now people are coming at him on the left for reopening up restaurants when I saw an article today saying that there's uh, there's widespread support for keeping the economy locked down. I'm like, how with, insane is with that? Who? How, how, with who? With who? How insane is that? What is? But it's a lie. Widespread support among who? Your friends who are rich? Yep. Like people that have no money and are fucked right now want to be able to take a chance. Wear a goddamn mask. Take your vitamins and go to work. That's yep. what people want to do. Decide. They want to keep the their businesses decide. open. Yep. Look at Cuomo. He's like, man, we got to open up because we're not going to have anything to open back up to if we if we keep shutting down. We're like, yeah, bitch, we've been saying this since day one, dude. Dude, 
when I talk to politicians who will talk to me both on the record and off the record, there was decisions that were made that were trying to fuck Trump over. Yeah, oh they, yeah. They're real clear. Oh yeah. They didn't want the economy to rebound. They made political decisions and they thought they could get away with it. And we have to get rid of those people. We have to. All those people that made those kind of decisions, we have to get rid of them. <sighs> it's heartbreaking. I talked to Governor Abbott, the governor of Texas, and he was he was like real clear. He's like, we have to allow businesses to stay open. He goes, if we don't have businesses staying open, we're doomed. This is just this is just how an economy works. You know, and Elon Musk talked about it on my podcast early on in the pandemic. Yep. You know, he said one. these that these fools don't understand that if you don't make things, there are no things. Yep. People need to make things. People people buy things, they need things. This is how the economy works. If you don't make things, there are no things. Like these fucking politicians, they live in this world where they get a paycheck no matter what. It's I mean, dark. You, you look at the crime rate. Oh, dude, it's so dark. It's so dark. But, but what you you don't want to have happen in California, this would make me leave California, is you look at what Washington and Minneapolis did with the taxes. Have you seen what they've done? Oh, yeah. They've they packed them, them up. way the fuck it's up. It's hilarious. That's why everybody's moving here. Yeah. Not just because it's cool, not just because people are friendly <clears throat> as fuck. Those are the, look. I would have moved here if the taxes are the same, just because the way they're handling COVID. Yeah, it's just they're they're just it's just a better system here, and it's also the other thing is like it's an easier system to manage because there's less people. The re, the yeah. reality of California and the reality of LA is just, it's there's too many people. There's a lot of people. There's too many people to manage. Yeah, it's scary for sure. Hey, you like cigars? No, no, no. no. Interesting. You love. I like the smell of them. Oh, good. But I don't like stay on them. Okay. Just whiskey for me, sir. Just smell the cigar. I then. took all of January off from drinking. All of it. Because I was drinking every single night. Why were you doing that? Just to just kind of cope. Just to wind down. Just to get by. Twenty twenty was tough. It was a weird year, man. So I decided to drink every night. It's a weird year, but um, I think the for the people that survived the one benefit if you want to look for the silver lining in the cloud the one benefit is that i think people are going to appreciate freedom and health and just the way things were and family yeah oh that's that for sure yeah there's a lot of people that really really appreciate their family and, and really appreciate the people that survived and you know when you have lost one <clears throat> loved loved ones that get lost or that die in the pandemic or in any way, it makes you appreciate the people that are around you. It makes you appreciate the UFC, too. Mm-hmm. You know, Dana took a big risk when he went out there and was like, listen, we're going to carry on. Yeah. We're going to carry on. And everyone gave him so much shit. They did. So many people gave him shit. And that is a motherfucker. Did Elon Musk make that or what? No. That's intense. It's a Calibri. It's a regular uh, cigar lighter. Is it? Jesus. Yeah. I'm not a smoker. I don't know. That was pretty badass. Yeah, it looks good, right? Yeah, it looks pretty, yeah, you look pretty gangster. Mm. Yeah, you're full-blown Texas. Yeah, man, you look happy. If, since I moved here, I got eight guns given to me. Oh, yeah? People have given me eight From, like, guns. Like Black Rifle I and Tim one. Kennedy. Yeah, Tim Kennedy gave me a gun of when course, he came on the podcast. Standard. Uh, and then eight other people gave me guns. Hell yeah. Yeah. Gun companies. Wow. Yeah. It's just like they're... They don't give a fuck. It's out like here. in a fruit basket in LA, you get guns in Texas. Well, it's just a different place, man. It's different. But here's the thing: like, there's there's pros and cons to all this craziness. No matter where you live, the pros here, in my opinion, outweigh the cons. People are really nice. They're really friendly. The food's great, and it's just like a more relaxed environment, man. I just I and feel if you can build a comedy here. scene, which I believe in you and that you'll do, I got plans. Yeah, I know you do. Then there then there's a huge pro here. Because that's kind of the one con right now. Yeah. Because L.A., I can do six spots in a night. Still? 
Well, no, not well, no, not right now. Yeah, that's I'm, what I'm saying, saying when it opens up. Yeah, well, when it opens up here, by the time things open up, we got plans, bro. Yeah, I know. Don't you worry. Do. Popping. We're shifting. We're shifting all the. There's no the, here. The thing is, the reason why we were in L.A. is because we were hoping to be a part of the Hollywood system. The Hollywood system has more holes in it than the restaurant industry. Like that system has been falling apart for a long time yes. in terms of like providing comedians jobs. Like you get a few jobs, but the real jobs are on the internet. That's the real jobs. The real jobs are the jobs you create yourself. Guys like Tim Dillon, guys like you, Correct. guys like me. Like what we've done through podcasts and YouTube and now Spotify is you you don't need to be in a central location. No. You just need the support of other comics and guests and, and you need to do your best and put on a good show. And it goes to the whole world. It doesn't have to be centrally located in Los Angeles. No. It just doesn't have to be anymore. No. Yeah, my, my my thing is is again, I'm I'm sure it's gonna get better here, especially when if you open up a club and do that stuff. But once LA does open up and those those clubs are hopefully still around and I can do six to seven spots a night, you know, like you know, you've been in LA for how long, Joe? Thirty years? Close. You had that little stint in Denver and came back. Yeah. But it's like you've been there forever, man. Yeah. Like you're like you're older. You're set, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like you're you're a monster. So you, you can come out here and do that. I gotta hustle, dude. Oh, I get it. I gotta fucking hustle. No, I get and it. LA, there's just the energy there for me and I'm hope that's why I'm giving a year. I'm hoping that those things open back up so that hustle is available. Now, if you take that away, yeah, I'm fuck, there's no reason for me to be there. Yeah, no. The, listen, I love LA, and I hope, the, especially, I love the LA comedy scene. I hope the LA, I hope the improv reopens. I hope the store reopens. I hope everything comes back to life and survives. I really do, and I hope it's a great place for the comics in that area to thrive and to keep going. But we don't need just one great place. I agree, you know? and I think that what. What kept me and a lot of people in Los Angeles was uh, the showbiz industry. Mm-hmm. But I don't think the showbiz industry applies to us the same way it applies to people that are trying to get on sitcoms, you know? Like, no, I, I don't know why you're trying to get on there. Like at this time, uh, well, I was making fun of Chris DiStefano because he was like, I'm trying to figure out I'm coming out there because I have this show on True TV. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? You say that, but like, look what happened with those Impractical Jokers guys. Those guys are selling out fucking arenas. I don't want to be those wasn't guys. Wasn't that True TV? Guys? Sure. I don't want to be those guys. Yeah, but they want to be those guys. Yeah, like, maybe. They're killing it. I don't. You okay, know what I'm saying? You don't. Yeah. But I see what Chris, you're saying. But listen, Chris DiStefano is not selling out arenas. Yeah. The practical joke, and he's a funny guy. Chris DiStefano is a very, very funny talented, guy. Very, very talented. Very talented guy. Really Just good a guy. matter of time for him. Yes, for sure. But he's not selling out arenas. Those guys are. Those impractical jokers guys are fucking killing it, dude. And Chris is and funnier than them. All. Well, they're not really stand-ups, right? No. They're they're more improvisational. Yeah. They do a whole show. Mm-hmm. It's a very funny show. Uh, Ari told me it's great. He, he's, he's been there. He's done it with them. He said it's fantastic. I'm sure. Yeah, they're good at that for They sure. had that tour that Bert went on. Yeah, yeah they, they crush a, it. A, they, Absolutely crush it. They had, um, um, not a tour, it's Cruise, right? They had that Cruise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the point is, like, it worked out for them. But the reason I think it worked out for Impractical Jokers is because it's a great show. If you have a great show, you put it anywhere. You're going to make it no matter what. It. Yeah. yeah. It just needs a it needs a platform, and you yeah. can create your own platform. I mean, YouTube now, like with specials and stuff. Look at Mark Norman. Yes. If you if you put a special on, you know, I don't know how it would have done on Netflix getting lost in the algorithm. Maybe if it gets in, you know, behind you and Burr and Tom, maybe it blows up like Nate Bargatze. But him putting it on YouTube, that thing, you know, he's had over five million views. Yeah, and he and deserves all Mark. them all. Yeah, he deserves them all, and it's all word of mouth. People's and now Mark is killing it. You know, he's out there on the road and he's he's killing it. That's that's beautiful. That's that's the beautiful thing about comedy. You know, it's like if you're undeniable, 
People find, find you. Out. He does a lot of podcasts. Mark is always a guest on podcasts. He's hilarious. Everyone loves him. Yeah. He's Everyone just, knows how talented he is. And he's dedicated to the game. Like, he loves comedy. He's he a true comic. Loves it. Yes. yes. Loves it. Loves it. And a great guy. Just a great the best. guy. Just a great guy. Yeah. I'm happy when, when guys do the Andrew Schultz route. Like what Andrew did. Schultz, he's he's so fucking smart. He put all his shit on YouTube. He put a, a an improvisational special he put on a crowd YouTube. Work special on YouTube. Yep, all improvisational, all fucking around with Off crowd. The cuff for and an then hour. he does his Netflix series based on shit that he was doing on Instagram during COVID. Yeah. So during COVID, he gets together a bunch of writers. He puts together a studio. He spends a shitload of money and puts together these video clips that are just goddamn brilliant. Just joke after joke, punchline it's, after it's punchline. It's not even his material. So he still has to do a special with Netflix. Yes, yes. Or wherever he wants to go. Well, I don't know if it's for sure Netflix. For sure but, could. Yeah. Well, not only is it not his material... In, in, because it's a whole new thing that he wrote with those guys, but it's also a totally different style yes. than he does. And he talked about it on my podcast. He's oh, like, he? his style is like, he has pauses in stand up because he recognizes stand up as a different art form. Yeah. But in that, he is, in my opinion, he's the master of COVID, of the lockdown. Him because, and Tim. Yes. Because, but he figured out how to condense it into this like undeniable form. That you could put on Instagram, where you you watch those. I would send those clips to people, and they'd be like, "Holy Everyone, shit!" Yeah. Like I put them up on my Instagram, they would get millions of views because they were that good. Monster. Yeah. Monster. Yeah. There's a few comics or podcasters or you know, comedians who figured out in COVID how how to adjust and capitalize on it. They hustle. and a lot of them just disappeared. Yeah, but that's the guys that don't hustle. Those well, are the what, same guys that don't write a lot. <clears throat> that's what Mark Norman said. I had him on the podcast. He goes, you know, the, in hindsight, COVID's kind of good because you're going to find out who can who can hack it and who can't. Yeah. Right? Who, can, who can deal with it and adapt and be a real comedian. And who's got on. balls. Yes. Who takes chances. Yep. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that just like, they're like, woe is me. When is everything going to open? When can I call in and get work? Yep. And other guys just said, hey, we have these platforms. We have YouTube. We have Instagram. We have Twitter. We have all these different platforms where you could just put up videos. Power through it. Yeah. Just yep. just do it and just gather up a big following. Again, it goes back to you know in major sports with the UFC. When everyone was scared and shut down, they went, nah, we're going to do it in this island in fucking Abu Dhabi. I know. And everyone crazy? gave so much shit. But they did it. Nobody got hurt. I mean, some fighters got punched in the face. But I'm saying no one got hurt from COVID. Yeah. Everything's all good. Isn't it funny? They were worried booming. about getting hurt from COVID. Meanwhile, they're getting shins bounced off their fucking temples. But, you, but you're, <laughs> they're like, what about the fighters? Well, you're talking about the most elite athletes on the planet who are in crazy shape. You think that any of them, Dude. like every one of them that got COVID, like, yeah, I kind of think I had a headache. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I've had worse allergy attacks. Well, like, and not only that, like, what what was... Calvin Cater's next day after the Max Holloway fight. Probably worse than anything anyone's ever experienced other than dying from yes. COVID. Yeah. Yes. No doubt. No I no. mean, uh, John They Anik should have thrown in the towel on that. Well, my thing is, yeah, though, that, like you, yeah. you can blame, I think, uh, listen, you know, I love you, Herb Dean. You could have blamed Herb there because, like, dude, you know that kid. Come on. But then if you expect a corner of four Boston dudes to throw in a towel during a fucking cage fight, never happening. Mind. It's never happened. Never happened. Never. If he was throwing hammer fists off his back, <laughs> they would have gone, keep going, Calvin. Knock you got out. him on the ropes. Yeah, they're savages. Boston's filled with savages. Savages. So it's like that was never going to happen, man. Yeah. So like, like know, know your 
know the audience. So yeah. for Herb, it's like, dude, you know they're from Boston. They're gonna throw those fucking. But in Herb's defense, Calvin Cater was still swinging. He was still fighting. It's like I can't. You gotta live to fight another day, man. I understand. I you understand. know when you're getting beat up like that, and I love Calvin, man. I hate to see it. Love Calvin, and I love Max too. But it's like that was a royal ass whooping. And you're also talking about a guy in Max Holloway who's ready, never been sat down. Ever not been knocked down once, dude. Never. never. So just know the analytics. Like that, this ain't happening. He went toe to toe with Dustin Poirier. That's what I'm saying. For and five fucking rounds, did get sat down, dude. No, and got rocked multiple dude. occasions. Yes, that just shows you what a cracker Dustin Poirier is. The fact that Max Holloway, who beats the shit out of Calvin Cater and says I'm the best boxer in the in the UFC, and Dustin's like, hold on, Dustin son. says hold my hot sauce. Do you not remember what the fuck just went down just a few <laughs> yeah, months like, ago, dude? Just. Hold on, dear. Dustin Poirier is a bad motherfucker. Uh, yeah, he's I, a bad motherfucker. He yeah, really is. He texted me after the fight because me and Theo, you know, Theo's a big Dustin Poirier fan because we're both from Louisiana. Oh, yeah. And obviously, I, I'm a Connor Dick writer. And so, <laughs> and I love Dustin. I'm way closer with Dustin. But, just, you know, just for the show, it's fun to bet. And so I bet uh, Theo $1,000 cash. Whoa. So as soon as Dustin, I don't know why he thought this, as soon as he got backstage, he must have got to his phone, text me, pay Theo his money. <laughs> 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 like yeah, congrats, That dude. must have been on his head. Dude, uh, yeah. Like right after I was he like, stopped. You know it's Connor. all love. Yeah, you know it's all to, love, man. Can't wait to tweet. Yeah. yeah, you can't say that with a fighter. You bet against a fighter, you can't say it. Yeah, he they knows get it's mad love, though. Yeah, they get mad. Take it personal. They do. Well, they're very emotionally invested. That's how they should be. Yeah. What do you What do you do with Dustin next? Well, there's two options. Have you already talked about there's this? Pure, no, I have not. But there's the purest option. Which? The, the purest option is Charles Oliveira. That's Cor- as if you're a purist, you want that fight, and I think I want that fight. That should be the right thing to do. If you want to make a shitload of money before Connor fights someone else, you have the rematch. Because oh no, you can't do that. Well, here's the thing: if Connor fights Michael Chandler next, which is a possibility, if Dustin fights. Um, uh, Charles Oliveira, and then Connor fights Michael Chandler. What are the odds that Connor beats Michael Chandler? I think Michael Chandler is a favorite in that fight. 100%. Yeah, and w- which is very dangerous for your money. If you want to make a lot of money, w- what you do is you you allow Connor to have some time off. You how what, what you figure out a way to market this in a way that you explain a way that Connor could figure out a way to beat Dustin. Good luck. Good luck. He did beat him in the first fight, and he did rock him in the second fight. Uh-huh. And Connor actually, or excuse me, Dustin actually admitted there was one point in he the rocked. first round where he was, he was hurt, um, and he was like, "If Connor followed up, I might have been in trouble." Uh, but that might be Dustin also saying, "Like I would like that He's rematch." Yeah, he knows what's up, and he also might want that rematch. I think you got to look at it. Rematch. It, it, I th- and this pains me to say this. I think you got to take Connor out of the equation. He's out. He let lost. Me, so, let me throw one more variable. Go ahead. The COVID restrictions get lifted. Dublin, Ireland, soccer stadium. No, hear, hear me out here, dude. And it pains me to say this. I, I love where your head's at. You got, you got to take Connor out of the equation of the, of the, for the race for the title because you got yes. what you're going to have is Charles Oliveira, Dustin Poirier, Michael Chandler, Justin Gaethje. Yes. And then Connor, they're over here. They're out of the tournament. You're, you're going to have Connor versus Nate Diaz trilogy in Dublin. Go ahead and do that. But they're not in the race for the title. Well, Connor versus Nate Diaz is an excellent option. It's an excellent option because that doesn't offend anyone like myself. Who's they both a purist. had time off. Yep. Give them some time off. Um, it doesn't offend anyone. 
and Nate is not the kind of kicker that Dustin is. He's much more of a boxer. It, it falls into Connor's wheelhouse more. And Nate is also insanely durable. And Nate also has a, a finish over Connor. Connor does not have a finish over Nate. And at 55 is where this thing should be settled. Yes. And you do that in Dublin. 55. But they're out of the conversation of title. Titles: Charles right. Oliveira, Justin Gaethje, Michael Chandler. Yes, but That's what a lot do. of people are very offended that Charles, uh, that, excuse me, that um, uh, Michael Chandler gets an immediate jump right into almost title contention with one knockout over Dan Hooker. But well, then you don't know the history of Michael Chandler. That's true, but then you're you, talking about a former multi-time world champion Bellator fighting the who's who over there. Had a finish over Ben Henderson. But Patricio you know. Pitbull knocked him out how long ago? Yeah, but and who's a smaller guy? But he's also right. has a win over him too. He does. Yeah. Well, no, he has a win over his brother. No, oh, that's right. Patricky Pip. Yeah, that's right. right. He KO'd his brother, and then Patricio uh, uh, got revenge. <clears throat> but he's a two-division champion in Bellator. Yes. He, that, guy, that guy is legit. Oh, yeah. He's he's legit. He's like one of those guys who could make it over in the UFC. Come easily, over the UFC. Easily. Yeah. The other one is Lima. Lima are the two guys. Him and Lima are the two. And, of course, Musasi. You know, Musasi is 100% legit. Musasi might be the best 185-pounder in the world that's not in the UFC. I mean, he's, he's the Bellator champion. I mean, I don't, I don't see anybody in any other organization that could fuck with Musasi. I think he's so goddamn skillful. And you see the way he beat Lima. You know, he beat Lima in a fight where Lima had his leg in real fucking trouble. For sure. Real trouble. But he outpointed Lima. I, I'm a big Musasi nut rider. I love Musasi. And I'm a big Lima nut rider, too. Yeah. I, I, Yes. Style Bender would knock Musasi out in two rounds. Really? 110%. Wow. And I love Musasi. How great would that fight be? I guess I'm into it. I'm, I'm into Style Bender versus uh, Jan. <sighs> Have you seen that card? Jan Bohovic. That makes my dick hard. Jan Bohovic is a monster at 205. You want to talk about a guy who is uh, depleting himself to make weight? That and Polish then power? To... His power is preposterous. It's preposterous. You think he hits Style Bender? Listen now, uh, you know I'm a Connor nut rider. Mm-hmm. I, I'm fucking Bukaki style bender guy. It's, I'm just <laughs> like if aliens came, like, hey, so who's the best? I'm showing them style bender. Well, I think when you look at his fight with Paulo Costa, there is no doubt he's. And I've said this before. I'll say it again: the most sophisticated striker in the sport ever. The best we've ever seen, ever. hands down. Ever. And the most uh, Wonder most Boy close second. Complex. Well, Wonder Boy had a totally different kind of style, right? Cuz it was weird that karate style, sideways stance, the best front leg stylist ever. His movement, his hands yeah. down. Oh but my god. It's style Bender and Wonder Boy as far as like pure strikers, but style Bender versus Jan, you know, I think style Bender is a favorite and that he should be. Yeah, he should be. But, but I don't think he's going to defend like the belt there. I don't see that happening. He might. He says he wants to go all the way up to heavyweight and fuck John Jones up. I know. He keeps saying that. He came on food truck, and he's like, dude, you keep saying that I'm too small. He's like, I'm pretty big. I was like, you're pretty fucking big. He was taller than me. Yeah. By, by, is he? by six, an inch. Four? Is he six, four? six four-ish, six four yeah. and a half. Yeah, and he doesn't want to put any weight on, which is interesting. He wants that speed. Yeah, well, he also Have says. Have you seen John lately, though? He looks so big. Oh. He's so he looks juicy. so big. He's jacked. He looks so big. Yeah, he's always doing his power and He's getting the winner, Francis, for Stipe. Yes. That's a dangerous fight. Uh, Francis, Francis the favorite is, in that. He's so dangerous. You know that? Right Francis now. the favorite. Francis is the favorite of almost any human being if he catches you on the chin. Is he the favorite over John if they fight, you think? Here's the thing with Francis There's, here's where Francis becomes the favorite if they do it at the Apex Center. You're they, saying with no crowd? They know that fucking small ring. 
A oh. small octagon's a big difference. You don't think? Man. See, I that, I I feel like that's more advantage for John. He's gonna take him down. Um, Stepe. Oh, you're saying Stepe? Oh, word. This okay. is this is why it's dangerous. Like you can't get away from him. Like yeah, yeah it's harder to move away. Like what what Stepe has to do in that fight is he has to be mobile and he has to figure out a way to get out of the big shots, get out of the way of the big shots, and then implement his takedown game. You know, I know uh, I had uh, Justin Wren on the podcast the other day, and Justin was talking about how Stipe wanted to bring him into his camp. I told Justin, like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, Justin's got fucked up knees. He's got a fucked up neck. He's got fucked up shoulders, and he just got stem cell shot in. Justin's like always got all the time and shit and like always bro. He had he had cerebral malaria. He had malaria in his brain. Quick on Africa, dude. He had parasites in his body that fucked him up for how many years, Jamie? We talked about this. Quick on that. Do it from the do it from years and years and years of his body being destroyed by parasites. He's had like a real problem over there. It's still thick. Malaria three times. Yeah. Still thick. Yeah, still thick. But the point is, uh, I've told him, like, you're always creating these new problems in your life. Don't, don't, while you're in the middle of healing, go do a fucking training camp with a heavyweight champion in the world. Has he been training? No. You get fucked up, dude. Yes. And Stipe, listen, I've been in training camp with Stipe, but he's a motherfucker. He's a motherfucker. He's going to ragdoll you around, Justin. Well, also, he, Stipe is what, 38 now? Yeah. And he's got to know this is his last run. You know, Big time. Yeah, and and Francis, and if he can beat Francis for a second time and and prove the the odds makers wrong, because I believe he was the, I believe he was the underdog in the first he fight was, as well. Yeah. So if he can give a big fuck you to all these people making the odds, and then he goes down in history as the greatest of all time. I think he already goes down in history as at least the most accomplished heavyweight in the UFC of it's all. A good time. way to put it, a most accomplished because. Yeah. If gun to the head, if it's a prime Kane Velasquez, gun in his to the head, prime, I like prime Kane over everybody that's ever lived. Ever, ever, ever. I don't know why yeah. he doesn't get more respect. Well, people forget. It's like Roy Jones' song. Y'all must, y'all have must forgot. forgot. Yeah, Kane was a motherfucker. His cardio was. It doesn't make sense. It didn't make sense. He had cardio like a flyweight, and he was two hundred and forty pounds. And you know when he fucked up Brock Lesnar, when he fucked up, when he fucked up Ben Rothwell. Like, How about JDS in the rematch? Oh yeah, he's dude. like, oh yeah, you oh. clipped me behind the ear. Watch this, and took years Just, off JDS's. J- sure. JDS was never the same. For sure, yeah. I mean, he's and then the other rematch, dude. Yeah, he's he 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 battered him. It was it's horrific. What what Kane used to do to people was hit them with a pace that no other human being that's a heavyweight other than Kane Velasquez could maintain. And I don't think we'll ever see that type of cardio ever again. I Special just, individual. I think he's just uniquely talented. Yeah, like, me too. And, and 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 also his mind was so fucking strong. And the mind being so fucking strong is one of the reasons why his body started blowing apart. Agree. Because like his shoulders, his neck, his back, his knees, like everything started going eventually, and that's when. He stopped being Kane Velasquez. Well, when you, when you talk to DC about it, you've had DC in here, but you just talk. You no, work, you work with D- I DC. I love DC. Son we, of a we've, bitch. we've tried to make it happen for him to come in here, but we never figured it I out. I love DC, but you talked to DC, who you know was his main training partner, and you know was, when Steve and DC fought that rematch was to go down as the greatest heavyweight of all time. Ask DC who's the best of all time. Ask how he the rounds Kane. went with him and Kane. Yeah, he. he you tell, hear those stories, and you're like, what? Yeah, he's, he's monster, said it dude. Publicly. Yeah, so that's where I'm at with. He's him. like, I don't think I could beat that dude. It'd be tough. Yeah. Yeah. The other guy's Fedor. I'm not as high on Fedor. Oh, man. Fedor when he fought Crow Cop. Fedor when he fought Noguera. Fedor when he, was the, when he was the fucking man. 
He was unstoppable. And he was a unique combination of a guy who could finish you off his back with arm bars as well as smash you on his feet. Yep. He was so goddamn See, I think, good. I think goat like that goat, and they do it in basketball all the time with like LeBron and Jordan, and they, they do it in football with Tom Brady and these other guys. It's tough to say greatest of all time. It's it's the greatest of that time period. Mm-hmm. That's more fair. Yes. Because when Fedor is fighting, listen, it's the Wild West. Yes. Has Fedor had some weird Russian shit in his ass from needles? I don't know. If I don't I had know. A guess, after watching the documentary um, Icarus from Brian Fogel, where they talked about how there was a state-sponsored doping program where all of the Olympic athletes... I mean, Brian Fogel was just on the podcast recently talking yeah. about the only people they didn't dope was the figure skaters. And so with like, Fader, maybe? Well, the figure skaters, it doesn't help. It didn't help these small movements. Like, we didn't need to help them. But to Fedor's defense, people. the guys he was fighting were all on the same shit, oh, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. So Everybody that's that's a street. time period, man. It's like when Lance Armstrong was competing in Tour de France. They're all doing it. Everybody was doing and it. They're also on bikes. Bill Burr has up. a fantastic bit about him. So, like, does, okay. so does Tony. Does Tony? Cliff, yeah. About Lance uh, bi- Armstrong? Yeah, bike riding. No, about transgender. Oh, that's right. Did it yeah, but it's in yes. cycling. Yeah, that's right. Yes, yes. That, that's that Rachel McKinnon. I love it. Yeah, it's yeah. a great bit. And and it's also true. Like, what are we doing? Oh, I know. Yeah, there's there's a thing about these sports where everybody knows they're dirty. Like, that's like if, let's say, like, you, you want to talk about, like, greatest bodybuilders of all time. You got your Ronnie Coleman's, your Lee Haney's, you know, you got your... Arnold. Arnold, you know, there's, there's, there's just Jay Cutler, Phil yeah, Heath, yeah, Dorian Dexter Yates, Jackson, yeah. Dorian Yates was the king of math. I mean, all those guys. You look at Yates and Schwarzenegger and Coleman, and like, who's the greatest of all time? I don't know. What if one of them tested positive for steroids? Like, well, you got to take him out of the mix. Oh come on, get the fuck out of here. Fuck, come That's on. what it's like with cycling. Yeah, it's like you can't do that with. If you say, well, Lance tested positive, no. we're gonna take away his title. Fuck you. What's well, the same with Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa in baseball? You don't yes. think the pitchers were on shit, you They're idiots? They were on shit. They were on doing something. Everybody did. Everyone was on something. So, it, yeah, it, it goes by time period. Yeah, it's a weird thing, right? It's like you can't really have a greatest of all time. Also, in fighting, the other problem is you you don't have much time. You know, you have a few years at the the very that the peak RPMs. We could really handle the that the fucking the, yeah. the hard camps then and the, the drop off three four fights a year. Mm-hmm. Your your sport is about destroying bodies. There's only so much the body can take. It's a what, tough fucking gig, man. What did you think about Holloway not sparring for Calvin Cater? I love it. I love it too. It's smart, but all the all the big boy sports that have been around for ever. They don't really beat up their bodies in training. They're so smart about it. Now, like yeah. Ohio State, they don't do that. Michigan, you know, the NFL teams, they don't beat. They save it for when it counts. Yeah. And then you look at the UFC, and guys are just blasting each other in the face. It's just such a meathead thing to do. It so is. I think with Max Holloway having such good performance, it's kind of like when GSP came out and we found out about his uh, kind of camp and how he's doing all this stuff and taking care of his body and you know doing gymnastics. And then this wave of people started to take it more professionally. Mm-hmm. I think that's what Max Holloway's doing, saying, I didn't spar. You, know, yeah. can you look that fucking good? Like, yeah, I know I'm tough. I know I can take hits. Yeah. It's just about timing, stuff like that. Well, the ties, like when, you know, I talked to John Wayne Parr about his time training in Thailand. He's like, one of the things that's really interesting is the way the ties spar. They just play tag. Yep. They're not cracking each other. It doesn't make sense, yeah, man. It doesn't make sense. And they, they play. They, they're just trying to get their timing down. 
They're just trying to, ah, gotcha. Yep. You know, they're just trying to find openings. And they're doing it with the elite fighters in the gym where e- either guy could destroy the other guy's legs and head and body. And, you know, you're kicking each other and kneeing each other and elbowing each other. It doesn't make sense to just I, go I to I think war once you get time. to enough experience, you can do that. Like, if you're an up-and-comer, you got to pay your dues. But I think once you get a certain level, you can do that. You most certainly have to get accustomed to getting hit. Correct. Yeah. Know if it's for you. Yeah. And see, that's where I'm at. I'd love to get your opinion on this with like the Jake Paul and Ben Askren. <laughs> okay. This is my. Because I, t- I take some offense to it because all my friends, when that got announced, went, oh, Ben's getting it knocked out. And I was like, what? Like, that's, that's weird to say. Because let, let me just, let's say you don't know who Jake Paul or Ben Askren is. And uh-huh. I give you the resumes. Okay. Let me go through the resumes. Okay, let's go through So them. let's go through this kid, the, uh, Fighter A. Mm-hmm. He was an Olympian wrestler. Yes. He was a national, two-time national champion wrestler. He won mm-hmm. the Heisman in college Division One wrestling. Hold on. Are they wrestling? They're not wrestling. Oh, I'm glad, I'm glad you asked that. Okay. So that, that Fighter A that has all those wrestling accolades, yes. some, he's a Hall of Famer. So he fought. In a steel cage in one championship, big organization. Yeah, he was world champion there. Was he a striker? He wasn't, but he still won. Oh, did he good do any striking though. at all? No, good question. He didn't no. really stand up much, right? Not a lot, but I'm glad mm, you asked that because then he went over to Bellator, right. second biggest organization in the world. He fought the guy he loved, Douglas Lima. Yes, five rounds, didn't get knocked out. Yes, but he and just then wrestled him. Yeah, right? but still didn't get knocked out. And of Korshkov, another killer, a killer, right? Ragdolled Both him, killer. Yeah, but so, they didn't strike. He didn't strike with him at nope, all. No, right? but didn't get knocked out. Right, and they're in four ounce gloves. So yeah, so uh, two time world champion, different divisions, and then he goes to the UFC. Well, biggest. he went to one FC before that. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying yeah. he was champ in both those. Right, but he went to champ in one FC yep. as well. Yep. And where they allowed him to take guys down and knee him in the face when they were on sure. the ground. For sure. Didn't get knocked out there. Undefeated. Uh, also took guys down and didn't stand up with anybody. These are great points. So then he goes <laughs> over he goes over to the UFC. He goes over to the UFC, fights a guy in Robbie Lawler. Yes. Tough character. Yeah. Beat him. Didn't get knocked out. Controversial beating. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like yeah. Robbie got fucked. But there. then he fought Jorge Mazo and got mm-hmm. starched. Yeah. But there's this narrative on Fighter A, aka Ben Askren, where he like awful striking and you know, he did get knocked out by Jorge. I get all that. You're talking about an Olympian, a mm-hmm. bona fide Hall of Famer mixed martial artist. Yeah. That mentality and now let all right, that meant so so there's fighter A. Let me give you fighter B that we don't know about. Fighter B YouTube star. YouTube star did some wrestling in high school. Says he ran a four four forty. I'm not calling Jake Paul a liar, but I am saying his gym coach who timed that is a liar. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that never happened. I've been around the game a long time. A four four is very highly unlikely. Okay, his gym coach lied to him. But also, he's 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 two and zero. Oh. And in, in, in you say, well, who do you beat up? Well, he, he beat up a, another YouTuber, and they beat up a basketball player that won a slam dunk contest who has never fought before. Yes. Who would you pick in that? Well, um, one thing that I don't believe is that Ben Askren would knock out Nate Robinson the way that Jake Paul did. He would beat him. He might beat him. Guarantee you beat him. He might beat him. He might. Ben is not an explosive guy. Not his, at all. He's very good at utilizing his superior wrestling knowledge, positions, and techniques. Wearing you out, annoying, he's heavy, strong great cardio, as fuck. terrible body. You know, he knows <laughs> he knows how to grab a hold of guys and, sure. and and drag you to the ground and implement his style. He won't be able to do that. So his main thing will be out. His main thing will be completely removed. Wrestling. Yes. 
but but the 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 tie-ups and that Olympian mentality that made him a two-time world champion to mm-hmm. the biggest organization in the world is still there. There's any, no doubt, any has but a he's new got hip. a month. And he has a new hip. Yeah, but that takes a long time to heal from. Yeah. And, and he has a month. Mm-hmm. He's got a month to train. Mm-hmm. It's not, listen. Now, one, I'm, I'm not saying Ben's going to win, but all I'm saying is it's. Well, Ben it's certainly crazy. thinks he can win. It's crazy to me. We're just all like, oh, Ben's going to get knocked down. Like, he's in a fucking Olympian. Right. This guy's a YouTuber. Now, granted, Jake does have some skills, that, got we, skills. that we know of. From yes. Nate Robinson and this other YouTuber. Well, not just that. You can watch him hit the bag, watch him hit pads. You can watch him spar. He's got good timing. He's got very good hand speed. His technique is excellent. He's got very good striking technique. And for me, this fight gets interesting. Let's say it goes past the third round. Mm-hmm. What's Jake look like when there's a little bit of adversity? You know, when he can't knock out Ben, then what do we get? Yeah, yeah. Or That's he- where I'm at on it. Yeah, I mean, we, but to just to say that Jake's going to start him is insane to me. Um, I'm going to watch. Oh, I'm take gonna watch my it. fucking money. I'm going to watch it's it. It's the perfect yeah. opponent for Jake too. Yeah. What do you think about Logan? His brother Logan boxing Floyd Mayweather. Have That's you, even have you more heard crazy. about that? Yes, he got delayed oh. because because they did like this weird paper. I think there's two reasons why it didn't sell well, and that's why he got pushed because it didn't sell well. So they oh. did this weird pay-per-view thing where if you bought it early, it was like fourteen ninety nine. If you bought it a month later, it's twenty nine ninety nine. If you wait till the night of the fight, it's sixty nine ninety nine. Americans and the world's not used to that pay-per-view platform. I don't know what the fuck I'm. I don't even know when it is, but I don't know what I'm doing on that February night. I'm gonna right. wait till that night. So they 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 based it off the sales pre-sales and they pushed it because the sales weren't there. Oh. The interest isn't there right now. But that's just because people don't pay for things in advance. I know. Figure it out. That's now, if smart. it was like fifty people that bought it, all right, there's probably not a lot of interest. But I don't know how many people bought it. But you know, I'm I'm curious. I'm I'm more curious with Jake and Ben. Well, if I was Logan, I would love the fact that they pushed it because that would give him more time to train because it's just a time thing and he's still fucked. Right. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Literally fighting the best boxer Mm -hmm. ever, right? Mm -hmm. Or one of. Mm -hmm. He's certainly in the argument as the best boxer ever. You know, it's like the guy could use a couple of years of real training just to be competitive. They're not going to push it years. He's way bigger, though. That's the thing. He's way bigger bigger than Floyd. Way bigger than Floyd. Isn't it weird we're breaking this down 2021? It's, it's funny. funny. It's funny. And people are mad. Like, look, the guy's got <laughs> balls. Girl, He's willing to fight. He's willing to fight literally the best boxer of all time. Yeah, it's a freak show. But guess what? Fucking Fedor fought Hong Man Choi. Okay? Well, you know, we've, we've seen been this seeing before, freak though. shows forever. People forget we, Kimbo was this early on. Kimbo was kind sure. of this. He was a big YouTube star. Sure. When we came to the UFC, he yeah. still had haters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Difference. There's a little difference there, but you know, Kimbo's a, a lot older. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. Yep. Good point. They threw him to the Good dogs. Point. Uh, well, they wanted to make it hard for him. That's for sure. That's a shame. They did. They did him wrong. They did. Do him you wrong. think that he would have been better off if he fought? And well, he did fight in Elite XC and was winning. That? They they were giving him guys that he well, could beat until Seth Petruzzelli came around. I remember that fight. Remember how that went down, though. He's supposed to fight Ken Shamrock. And Ken Shamrock wasn't getting enough money, or maybe like in cut the back. He cut himself in the back, and yeah, then he came to Kimbo. And like here's Seth. Yeah. Now, if you know fighting, like ooh, Seth is a bit of a beast, especially in training. We know he's a motherfucker. If he gets his head right, he's a dangerous dude. Kimbo's team doesn't know. They're like, all right, yeah, give us that fuck with the purple mohawk and get starched, dude. I was in Georgia. And I was backstage, and I just got off stage. I was working at the Punchline in Atlanta, and I just got off stage. And I got off stage, and I was ready to see Ken Shamrock fight Kimbo. And I looked up at this. There's a video of it. 
There's a video of me calling the fight. Saying Seth's going to knock him I out. I said Seth is going to fuck him out. I never mm-hmm. say this. I'm like, Seth's going to fuck you him up. You never say that. And yeah. he knocked him out in like, you know, 20 seconds or whatever <sighs> it was. But I'm like, I told you. And I'm like, this is a, I'm like, Kimbo's a bad motherfucker. Rest in peace. He was a great guy too. The but best. it was just, it was a bad matchup. But Seth K- Petrozelli. Nightmare, dude. Nightmare. But- and in that time, during that time period, Seth Petrozelli was in his prime. Yeah. Yeah, but also even Kimbo, like when he was an Ultimate Fighter, like it was all predicted, like it was all already arranged that he was going to lose in the first round. Like they they set him and Roy up. Yeah, like Dana took Rashad and Rampage in the back, and they came out like he's fighting Roy, and we're like that makes no sense. Yeah, all right, they yeah. just want him to lose. And Roy and you just get got set- him in that crucifix and noogied him. You get down, and Kimbo's face is like, oh, fuck. Yeah. It's like, yeah, dude, you became an ultimate fighter. They control this, man. That has got to be one of the most frustrating positions to try to get out of in an MMA fight. The, the, that crucifix, the crucifix with Roy? Oh, my God. Nightmare. Especially because he's so heavy. 250 pounds on your face, maybe even more. Even more, you know? yeah. And tying you up and tying your legs up and just your face is just And now imagine, open. Kimbo, you're a white belt. Yeah. And you're lost, dude. You're lost. Lost. Nightmare. Yeah. It was a shame. They shouldn't have done that to him. What do you think they should have done, though? Um, if I'm Kimbo, I mean, you know, it's good for me because how I got my career. He was the biggest ultimate fighter ever. He, he should have came to the UFC as a, almost a regular guy or just done his thing and controlled the matchup so he got more experience and then came over to the UFC. Because yeah. we're in the UFC and they're trying to prove a point against you, which it doesn't make sense to me. It's the same thing with Connor. I don't know how you feel about this, but in, it's obviously easier to say in hindsight now, but. Like Connor fighting Dustin Poirier after basically only fighting what five rounds in four years doesn't make sense. You know how the game works. I I, I know a lot of guys are like oh ring rust isn't real. I beg the differ, dude. And for Connor to take all that time off and he has all these other businesses going on, he beat Cerrone, so we're like oh he's ready to go. Cerrone's a little older, and then fights Dustin Poirier, the number two lightweight in the world. Like that that's not the move, man. His team should have been smart about it. What do you think they should have done? Fought Nate Diaz, the trilogy, get that win. Hope you know he, his chances of winning that fight are way better than beating Dustin Poirier, this fucking dog who's been in the game and lives, eats, and sleeps fucking in the lightweight division. Mm. Should have fought another guy who's had time off, you know, and they figure out together in there. I don't know if he wins that. That's a tough fight for him too. But what you do, what, what you're doing is, it, in hindsight, you you fucked up the business plan, man. Because now Connor. Sort of. You have to. Well, you got to take a chance, right? The, the chance but we don't is need to take if a he chance. wins, if he beats Mm-mm. Dustin, he's in line for, for a shot at the title. But, and he could say, I'm the uncrowned champ. Yeah. You yeah, but, the, I mean, but he, there's better ways to go about it. Because we can still get there, but we can do this over here to get make sure he's he's at his peak when he, by the time he gets there. Yeah, but isn't this Monday morning quarterbacking? Because what, he, I said he, in hindsight yeah, here. If he knocks out Dustin Poirier, he's the fucking man. And he knocked out Dustin before many years ago, obviously. But if he, he felt that like he could do it again, yeah, you got to give him a chance. He, that, he, he also needs a challenge. Like, I think a guy like Connor, Nate Diaz isn't a challenge, though? He is a challenge. Big time. But Nate Diaz is not even necessarily willing to fight him. Oh, yeah, he is. Nate hasn't fought in forever. Nate, Nate I can't, because uh, Nate's waiting for that Connor fight. Well, last time Nate fought, he fought in Madison Square Garden against Masvidal for the BMF. Belt. That was a tough one. That, he got. But he got again, you're up. talking about a Nate who's had time off fighting a motherfucker. What's happening here? That's Jake training with Masvidal. No way. <laughs> 
I, apparently Nate wants to fight him, but Nate has out. two. Nate has two fights left in his UFC contract. He wants to fight Masvidal. Who wants? No, that fight? no, no, no. Nate wants oh, to fight Jake Paul. That's hilarious. See, okay. Jake has to be careful though, because he he's stepping into the real world of yes. of fighters with Ben Askren, who's a Hall of Famer. You beat him. Where do you go from there? No yeah. celebrity, no NBA guy's gonna fight you because you just beat a real guy. Yeah. Now you're fighting guys like Nate Diaz. That can't be good. No. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's. I feel like that kid could fight. And Which one? He, Jake Paul. And if he wanted to fight and just be a regular boxer, I think he'd have a real chance at having a career in boxing. Now, would he get the kind of attention he's getting right now after a knockout of an NBA player? No. It would be a slow build. But I'm looking you're at saying his if, skills. He, if, if he wasn't a big YouTube, like yeah, famous, he went yeah, to Trish. You're yeah. looking at, what, 10 years? You're looking at Eight some years? time. I mean, I don't know how Amateur? much time he spent boxing before he had those two fights. I think how much time years. did he spend striking? Two I mean, years. That's it? Two or three years, yeah. Mm. But he was no training before that? Mm -mm. Nothing? Did some wrestling. When did his brother f f have his first fight with KSI? When was that? That was the first fight he had, right? Yeah. They had a draw, and then he lost a decision, right? Mm -hmm. And that was, when did that start? Was that two years ago? Two years ago? Yeah. Three years ago? But I got to think he was training before that. They're athletic kids, man. Yeah, they so are. So if they put their mind to something, they're going to go pretty far. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, if you looked at him as just a, a boxing contender, you know, I'd be like, mm, I'll keep an eye on that kid. We'll see where he goes. But, but, that, but that's not where he's at, unfortunately. No, exactly. And it's, 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 that's a, my it's, point. You know, it's a double-edged sword. It's the Kimbo Slice thing where you're going to run into somebody – and it happened to me, dude. You know, I was more athletic than a lot of these guys. And you get so far, and then you meet a vet who's like, you're athletic? Yeah, cool, man. You have a heavy right hand. All right, cool. I've seen this before, dude. You know, yeah. you're, you're going to run into a real vet. Mm -hmm. And that, that's going to happen. Eventually, undeniably, it's going to happen to these guys. Oh, for sure. Greg yeah. Hardy. Yeah. So, but You're talking about an all-pro NFL player, dude. Yeah. Fucking freak. But it doesn't matter, man. There's not enough time in the day to get the skills that's going to take for you to beat an Overeem, mm -hmm. to beat a Francis, to beat a Curtis Blades. No matter how much, it doesn't matter who's your coach, it doesn't matter how, how many times you train a day, you're never going to get there, ever. Mm. You're just not. I feel like with Greg Hardy, he almost would be better off in just striking. It almost seems like with a guy like that, like, you know, he got taken down and who, who, who just took him down and mauled him? Um, the, the, the Polish cat, yes. uh, Tibera. Yes. Marcin, yes. Marcin Tibera. Yes. Um, there was nothing on the ground. Nothing. Like no, fr not proper framing, no shrimping, like day like he had one no shit. idea what to do. Yes. I feel like a guy like that, it's like, he's got so much to learn. It's almost not even possible. It's but not. Fuck a lot of people up standing. And that's, and that's good. So yeah. you're always going to be around that, you know, 10 to 20 range. You're never going to crack those top guys ever. It seems like, and I know 30, it sounds like I'm being negative, no, but it's not. just not. We're just looking at, uh, the, the, we're look. It's almost like you're looking at mathematics, right? Mm -hmm. You're looking at the amount of time that it takes to develop a skill. There's not enough hours in the day. There was a uh, one of, um, uh, without naming them. There's a guy that I knew that was a black belt in jujitsu who was going to take on an MMA fight, and I know he was doing no striking at all, and uh, he was just starting to do some striking to prepare for an MMA fight that was a couple months away. And I was like, you got to not do this. You got to not do this. And he's like, why? I go, because what you can do to people on the ground, someone can do to you standing up. You have to understand this. Like, I know you think you're really good because you're really good at jujitsu. Yes. So you have this idea that I'm, I'm, I'm a guy who fucks people up. I go, but there are things that happen when you're doing stand up 
there's there's places that people can put you in that are real similar to places you could put people on the ground where they just have no chance. They have no chance. And, and the fight starts on the feet. And yeah. those guys that can put you in those positions on the feet can negate what you want to do on the ground. Yeah, because you're a lot never going to get them there, dude. Yeah, and they know how to stop takedowns. Yeah. And you're not a wrestler. It's no. not like an elite wrestler. It, again, you're really your ceiling's here. No yes. matter how much yeah. you do it, you can box with everyone. Mm-hmm. Jason Perillo, Mark Henry, doesn't matter. Your ceiling's here, dude. Striking's, so you can do it, Yeah, but there's a ceiling. And striking is such a weird thing, too, because like if you are a guy, like he, here's one of the reasons why I'm skeptical about Ben Askren, because he's not, he's not explosive. He's not fast. It's not a fast guy. There's some guys that get into striking, even as wrestlers, with no striking history, but they pick it up really quickly. Mm-hmm. They, they just have speed. They just have speed and power. They know how to do it. And there's other guys, you look at them, you're like, this is never going to work. Like, you don't have enough time. There's not enough time in your life. Yep. You literally needed to learn when your body was growing, mm-hmm. and it, you didn't. Mm-hmm. And now you're doomed. You know, you're just, you're, it's not going to happen. Yeah, and shitty. to be negative like that, people are like, well, how can you say I that? I know. I know, but you can't can learn. That. I'm like, they, nope. they, you got to nope. realize the guys ahead of them yeah. are so far ahead. Unless they have a time machine, it's yeah. just that's, it's impossible. That's the analytics, man. Well, you learn certain things while your body's maturing. Yeah. If you look at a guy like Floyd Mayweather, who learned boxing when he was a child, if you look at there's a lot of kickboxers that learn striking, whether they start out in uh, Kilkushin or you know Muay Thai or whatever it is, they start out so young, their body develops with that ability, and you're not going to learn that. You're Never. not. You're not going to be able to do what they do. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's and if you're if you're fighting in a limited sport, in a sport with limited rules, like whether it's kickboxing or whether it's boxing, where you only can do this one thing, like you, like the, the, you're gonna fight a guy like if you're gonna fight a guy like uh, like a Conor McGregor or uh, a guy who's a, a, a like a legitimate striker who's really good at this one thing, like man, it's gonna take you forever to get that good. Yeah, yeah. Again, it sounds like we're being negative, but also as you mentioned earlier, your career is pretty finite. Mm-hmm. Like, no one's doing this for 10, 15 right. years unless you're a complete fucking freak. The majority, I think, the average career is like I don't know what it is now. It used to be a year and a half. How crazy is Diego Sanchez? The fact that he's still still doing, doing it. it. He's still doing it, and he said he's he's got one wants to have one more fight, but he said it's the is you know his time is now to heal. It's not to fight. I'm like, if you say that, shouldn't just stop. But I think he just wants to go out on a good performance or something like that. Yeah. Hopefully the UFC does him a favor, gives him a good opponent. It, you know, it, again, it's all in hindsight. We're Monday morning uh, armchair quarterback here. But, you know, that's why Connor he knew that, that the timing in the ring rest was going to be an issue. So he begged Dana and the UFC for fights. And he yeah. leaked those tweets out saying he wanted to fight Diego. And everyone's making fun of him. He's like... I don't give a fuck who it is. Diego said he was down. I'm just trying to get in there before I have to face the number two guy in the world. Well, if Connor fought Diego, that that is that would actually be a good fight for Connor to get tuned up, right? That's get what I'm saying. Up. That's yeah. but and you that's, don't get that in, in MMA. And that's Connor's thinking. Everyone yeah. made fun of him, but I think fighters like yeah, that makes sense. He's he's trying to get used to yeah. the lights, you know, flying the 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 bust of the stadium, like getting mm-hmm. used to all those nerves. That's what he was doing there, yep. and yep. we all made fun of him. But I think fi- you notice most fighters didn't make fun of him. Fighters yeah. were like yeah, that makes sense. Well, it's just smart because that's what they've been doing in boxing forever. You know, boxing. They do it in football. They yes. in every major sport we do this. Yeah, if that's what they do, man. Yeah, but in in boxing you have to fight. 
you know, the mandatory contenders, and sometimes those mandatory contenders, they don't really belong in there. And everybody's like, but you should be fighting Joshua. It should be Fury versus Joshua. Yeah. You know, we got to make this fight happen. And and then Fury's like, yeah, let me let me get a little, let me get some rounds. Yeah, let me in. tune this guy up, get yeah. under the lights, feel yeah. the pressure, and then I'll go with it. Yeah, let me get some rounds. In. You know, they know yeah. what they're doing. They man. do know what they're doing. They know exactly what they're doing. We made fun of Connor for it. Well, you UFC's never going to allow that. If you're a superstar, you're fighting top level fighters because that's where the money is, and it's, and it's a shame, man. It's interesting, because right? Because you're cutting your own tail there. Because you could have really melt Connor out, dude. A Diego, Nate Diaz, and then he fights for a title. All right, let's imagine that uh, Dana White dies in a fiery plane crash, and they call you up like, "Look, Dana, you make uh, Dana was a great pr- promoter, but uh, Brendan Schaub, you make a lot of sense, and we'd like to reformat the way we do things and." You know, I think uh, I think you should be the new head of the UFC. And oh, just... My life's too good to take on that job. <laughs> be a beast. But I would definitely do things different as far as that stuff. <clears throat> do you think that would be possible to to keep the same revenue models? Because they're making a lot of money. We're right going to make more money, dude. Because we're, we're so? yeah, we're going to make more. We're going to drain Connor for everything that we can out of him. <laughs> He's fighting Diego. He's fighting Nate Diaz. Then he's fighting. Do you this know guy. what kind of resistance they would have if Conor McGregor fought Diego Sanchez? All the fucking the athletic commissions would be like, no. Oh, get out of no. here! I fought Roy Nelson. I had two fights. He had thirty. That's true, but that was a long time ago. Yeah, you think now? Oh, yeah. you think Abu Dhabi gives a flying fuck? No, Abu, Abu Dhabi? Dhabi does not give a. Flying it's the fuck. Wild West, baby. Do they do they even have like? Have you ever heard of a commission out there? Yeah. I mean, what do they have over there? I don't know. We're gonna do it on a boat if we want. Yeah, they could do it on a boat. They're talking about it. Really? They're, t- they're talking about Joshua Wars. Fury on a boat. <gasps> like an aircraft carrier? Yeah, big ass boat, and then only having like the lead of the lead pay for tickets, and tickets are like twenty five grand a piece. But what if the water gets real line rocky? Shit. What if the water gets rocky and you know you're moving around and it's just like you're making too much sense this way? Hey, you want to see the fight or not, dude? How fun would it fight. be if they're all like rocking back and forth? <laughs> <laughs> that shit would be so crazy just for historic purposes. Just just for the historic. Well, we got to look at the weather, the calm waters. We got to talk to some real fucking seed guys, you know? Yeah, but you have to have the people out there too. You have to have an audience. So if you're going to have to have an audience, like they got to know where to go. Like you can't just tell, tell me you're going to tell me where to go when you know where the fucking sea's going to be calm, yeah, bitch. It, it, listen, man. It's not, you want the fighter fucking not, Joe. You're making too much sense. It's happened in Gangs of New York. I was just watching it. They had like Leonardo DiCaprio's character figured out, like, move offshore. You'd be fine. Just yeah. fight there. Yeah. That's what, what, was, did. what did they do in Gangs of New York offshore? They were fight. They were doing all sorts of fighting. Yeah, they're fighting. And all sorts yeah. of shit. Really? Yeah. It was like it's a very part. It's a part you don't like learn about. It's I when don't they remember first that. Movie. It's early. I yeah. haven't seen that movie in so oh, long. Oh, the butcher. I loved it when I saw it. Have you ever seen a photo of the real uh, Bill the Butcher? Oh, there's a real guy, Bill yeah, the Butcher? there's a real Bill the Butcher. Have you ever seen it, Jamie? Mm-mm. Did Daniel Day-Lewis win an Oscar for that? God, it's fucking he good. He certainly should. I mean, I don't know if he well, did. It's a drawing, I guess, right? No, no, no. It was a photograph. No It's a way. photograph of... A, yeah, yeah, yeah. The I'll, real Bill, no, did he... I got it, I guess, but that's... You got it? doesn't make sense. Let me see if you got it. Yep, that's him. Oh, wow. That's the real Bill the Butcher. Yeah. That is the real guy. I mean, look at his fucking top hat and shit. And that was uh, from the Bowery Boys in New York City. 
Dude, New York City was literally like a Wild West town at one point in time where they really did have wars where they fought each other with axes and fucking giant knives and shit. Insane. Yeah, like all that shit was real. Well, that's going to be my next tattoo. Isn't that crazy? Bill Cutting, that was his name. Wow. Yeah, look at the photo of him in the lower right-hand corner right there, Jamie, with the hat right now. Yeah, look at that. Look at that face, man. Had some style to him. Did he wear that hat all the time? You got to figure their hats were stinky. They always wear hats all the time, right? When they take it off, they're all sweaty. If you were a baller, you wore a hat back then. Yeah, man. Like if you were a gentleman. Like think, he's got a a butcher's robe on. Show the full picture again below that, Jamie. They wear a lot of suits, too. Yeah. So look at this. He's got this butcher's robe with a meat saw and a cleaver and a knife that's uh, strapped to his waist. And... He's got a top hat on. Like, Dude. he's out uh, at a formal gathering. Like, how strange. You're slanging dick. William Poole, a.k.a. Bill the Butcher, in 1850 what in New legend. York City. Wow. Wild shit, man. I had no idea that was a real guy. It's a real guy. Yeah, that that movie was at least loosely based on on reality. You know what I saw? Another movie that's loosely based on reality I watched the other day while I was working out is The Revenant. Oh, fantastic. Ooh, how good that movie is. And Leonardo DiCaprio wins oh. a fucking Oscar for not speaking. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> really? You're giving the, the award for that? All the movies? Yeah, but you believed did not God, speaking. it was good. When that when that bear oh, eats some ass first. <laughs> yeah. All the, just the, the battles with the Indians. How did Tom Hardy not win an award? Shit, he God, he was that. fucking good in that. He's good in everything. Everything. Like I, he's good in Venom, which is a goofy movie. You know, he only did Venom because uh, his kids. Really? Yeah, he's like, my kids don't watch my movies. They're too serious. So when I got a Marvel thing, they're like, Dad, Venom's awesome. He's like, really? He didn't even know what it was. And they're like, you should do it. He's like, all right, I'll do it. That's just hilarious. to make his kids happy. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I like that's that. badass. I like that. I like that. He's fantastic. He really is. Yeah. You ever see the videos of him training for um, Warrior? Warrior? Yeah. No, I heard he was on a bunch of juicy. Oh, juice. he had to be. Yeah. The funny thing is, do you know? Um, you ever look at the YouTube channel More Plates, More Dates? No. More Plates, More Dates is an interesting channel. The guy's a he's a meathead chemist, a brilliant guy who's also a meathead, and he breaks down a lot of uh, stuff with you know guys using test and oh and, sick. Yeah, I mean, he's real honest about stuff. He's honest about his own use, steroid use, cycles, and stuff like that. But he, he's got these, he was breaking down these video clips of Tom. That's him. Great hair. So just, yeah, and that's Tom Hardy. That's Holy what he used shit. to look like. Yeah. Holy yeah. fuck. Have you, remember when he did the, the Bronson? Look at that. He was juicy for Bronson. Yes. Well, he goes through it. This guy, uh, Derek from More Plates, Oh, he goes Dates, through his. Goes through his whole career. Like how he like started getting thicker, and then all of a sudden, right before Bronson, and then here he is in Bronson, he got pretty thick. But then in Warrior, literally looked like Holy see he starts fuck. Warrior on the left, but now go deeper into it when you see him in Warrior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was that one photo of him. Holy, like look at the fuck, size of his dude. fucking traps. Like look at him there. Like come on, dude. I mean, he. I don't think he's denying it though. Listen, no, if why Hollywood would he deny called it? me, I was like, "Hey, Brendan, won't you be Batman?" Yeah. But you got to put on forty pounds of muscle. Yeah. Like, yeah, dude, send your guy over. Yeah. Every what? Monday, inject me in the ass. They don't deny it. They just don't talk about it. That's all it is. It's, it's kind of like yeah. Mr. Olympia. We yeah. all know what's going on. Yeah, you like. Here's a, a perfect example. When Christian Bale went from the Machinist, 
when he was literally starving himself to death. He was dying. I mean, it's like an awful movie, but a crazy physical transformation. Yes. The, the only one that's close to it, it, and he's actually the greatest physical transformation, I think, ever for a film. And the other second one is Matthew McConaughey. Should, Dallas Buyers Club. Dallas Buyers Club. Fuck very, yeah. Very Respect. close. Respect. It's a little... Well, no, he's getting, he's getting, no, what you need to do he's with, body shamed. Dude, <laughs> what you need to do with him is Camille, you need to see what he used to look like. It's insane. Like he's probably the biggest transformation in the, in the history of my um, favorite is social yeah, that, media. That photo right there, like right there with the, the striped shirt. The okay. Upper middle, like look nuts. Yeah, look what he used nuts to look so. like. It look what he looked like that. They did that. That's what he said. That the the like the uh, Marvel team like paid for everything. Of course they did. Of course, of course they did. Done it without it. Of, of course they did. That's what we're doing. Well, yeah, hold yeah. on, no, no, no. He could have done it without the Marvel team. He would just have to pay for it. He's got money. Yeah, okay, but okay. they couldn't have done it without steroids. It's not possible. He's Impossible. in his forties. Yeah. He's in his for first of all, if you're in your forties, it is very difficult for you to gain mass like that. And I think it's funny that on social media they're like, Oh, this is white privilege at its finest. You guys respect Thor and you respect uh, the white man who plays Batman, but as soon as the Indian guy does it, you guys accuse him of steroids. Like, no, no, no. We know they're on steroids. We're saying he's on steroids too. This isn't a race thing. Well, this is what people do. Here's the issue. The issue was nerds were mad that he used to be a nerd and now he's jacked. He's a dime piece. And now. then also he fucked up because he made a tweet that toxic masculinity <gasps> is like he made a, a tweet about a di the disease of toxic oh, masculinity. No. And then someone put that tweet right next to the picture of him <laughs> looking all juicy, juicy. <laughs> Like, what, I love it. But what is toxic masculinity? It's being an asshole. There's no toxic femininity either. It's being an asshole. Yeah. It's, you're being an asshole if you're a woman. You're All being gender, an asshole yeah. if you're asexual. Trans, whatever it is. You're just being an asshole. Yeah. Like, like, you can be jacked and be a nice guy. There's a lot of really yeah, nice man. guys that are jacked. It's like, it's a silly thing. It's not toxic masculinity. It's shitty human behavior. That's what it is. Yeah, with him, it's not a race thing. We we called out Chris Hemsworth, The Rock. Every, everyone, yes, everyone gets they're it. They're all juicy. Yeah. The Rock is so juicy. And why not? And he's one of my favorite people Love ever. Him. Love him. Love him. He's a fucking animal. The best. Look, the guy. But he's on steroids. Of course he's on steroids. But why, if you're The Rock, why wouldn't you be on steroids? Listen, man, I am so open about my hormone use. I'm so open about testosterone replacement, human growth hormone. And because I am, I have feel nothing. Like, it doesn't bother me at all. What like, are you going to say? I have no feeling. Like, I'm not, like, hiding in shame. Like, I'm like... No, I celebrate it. I'm 53. Look at that, son. I bet your Where wife you loves that? it. Yeah, you're jacked. Yeah, dude, I lift weights every day. I'm always working out. How's that dick working? My body works great. Yeah. Everything works. You have small balls, though, huh? That. No, they're okay. Look at that. Small balls. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the size of them. Yeah, I mean, why, but why not? Why not? Dude, wait till I get on that same shit you're on. Wait till I fucking... Well, you did it for a little bit. Why'd you stop? TRT? Yeah. My face, I, I got moon face. Well, that's just food. Yeah, but my, my body didn't react well to it. Oh. At all. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. I got like really big, but not yeah. like cool big. <laughs> I should get like my clothes didn't fit. My neck was all fat and I was sweating all the time. That's interesting. I was like so snapping on people. Was your body... Maybe you taking too much, man. I think so. Who's giving you the shit? Doctor. What What did the doctor say? All oh, you want. Yeah. Just take a Do whatever you want, man. I'll send what you syringe. need. Yeah. Call yeah. in. I don't need it, though, right now. I'm good right now. Okay. I'm on a diet. My energy's good. My dick works. Oh, my lot, dick right? didn't work either. What? Dick was... was 
It didn't matter if you put. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. Dick a minute. did not work. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. While you were on testosterone. Yeah, and that there, makes no sense. It does though. It Why? does though, because because uh, your your body the way it reacts, your testicles shut down. So, also your my sperm count. There's a few guys that TRT and testosterone, synthetic testosterone, destroys your sperm count. So my wife was trying to get pregnant, and I was on TRT, so I had to go jack off in a cup. So embarrassing. Jacked off in the cup. Holla. <laughs> they, they were like, if you over here, and here's the VHS with the porn. I was like, bitch, Did they it's give you 2020, porn? dude. I got a phone. Yeah, I was like, hey, hey, let's get out of here. So uh, they, jacked they off in the like cup. They have like a porn collection. Oh, dude, a whole at catalog. jack off place? Yeah, just old bushes and fucking Ugh. nightmare. So I used my phone. Anyway, jacked <laughs> off into the, <laughs> into the cup. And uh, yeah, they're like, yeah, you have no sperm. Are you Whoa. on? And the doctor goes, you're on TRT. I was like, you fucking tell me, doc. He's like, yeah, whatever, dude. <laughs> your sperm's not working. So did you get on clomiphene or something like yeah, that? Yeah, to do all that stuff, right? And then, to just reboost yeah. your testosterone production. Yeah. What about like what is that called, stuff called HCG? HCG. Yep. Yeah. Use some of that. Injected yeah. some of that. And that. It just jacks up your testosterone production, yep. right? I used all that to get back. And then I, just, I, I feel good, man. I'm just trying to get lean. I don't want to get bigger. You're doing a lot of biking, right? Tons of biking. Yeah. You really like that, huh? Love it. Obsessed Better with for it. your knees than running. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Healthy diet, a lot of biking. I just get like my trainer came over the day and we're hitting mitts. I'm just, I did for so long for like, for real. So I'm just like, why am I doing this? Right. Yeah. I'm like, what is this? You know? So biking is just it. new. I can listen to podcasts or like books on tape. And I just fucking go, man. It's an interesting thing that happens with a lot of fighters where after they're done fighting, like the idea of training for like fight style training, it just seems so like, like that's a job. Like I don't want to, I, I need a mission. That. I need, need a mission. Yeah. I, you got to get, mission. I need a mission. I need some, a reason why I'm doing it. You should fuck with yoga. You know, I did so, yoga for a long time. Yeah? I like yoga. Yeah. But I, but just biking, it's just well, I don't. You can't do yoga at a studio in L.A. anymore because of communism. Yeah, you're right. Thanks, North Korea. Yeah, yeah. we can't do anything. Jesus Christ, L.A. is Russia with a beach right now, man. Listen, what do you think they're gonna do about L.A.? So I don't think it's gonna bounce back. <sighs> you're crazy. I think it's gonna you be keep like saying five. That. I'm right. No, let's put a bet. Well, what's bounce back? Listen, all I'm a homebody. I don't get. Listen, I hope all the everyone opens up and all the businesses are saved. As long as you open the comedy store, the improv, the Laugh Factory, Nice House, and I can go there at night. The rest of the stuff, do what you want, man. That's true. But there's I no hope, there's no traffic place, right now. But all the restaurants are gone. Postmates. There's, what are they going to get it from their house? Going to cook you up some pancakes yeah, and put it in a fucking no, styrofoam. It's a cup. bummer. It'll bounce back, dude. I think it's going to be a long time, son. It's not enough money. People that all had these small businesses, that all had these restaurants, like where are they going to get the money to start back up again? It's going to be dicey. That's why our taxes are high, and that's why we need <laughs> the, gonna jack them up. the brother that you showed and the Indian dude. Yeah. Get on it. Team up together. I think he's from Sri Lanka. What I say? Isn't he from Sri Lanka? Yeah, you're right. What I say? Indian? Yeah, Sri Lanka. Yeah, I think um, California's got a long fucking road, but I think it's good for the other country to get some Californians and spice it up, just as long as they don't fuck up their politics. Bingo. Bingo. Because Texas is a purple state, brother. Yeah. Like, you go around Austin, like, it's, you know. This is blue. Here, watch your words It's blue as fuck here. Is it blue now? Yeah. This is is pretty blue. Austin's always been blue. Which is weird to move and then vote the same way from where you moved from. Yeah. They think they know better. from your fucking mistakes, You people and your fucking freedom, you don't know any better. Crazy. We need regulation here. It's nuts. (laughs) It's nuts. (sighs) It is weird. It's weird. But that's what people do, you know? People think they know better. 
Dude, I went to Mar-a-Lago when I was doing Palm Beach. I just wanted to see really? where I just wanted to see where Trump was at. So I drove down there and I didn't know it was a I didn't know it was a club. I thought Country anybody club. could go in there. I didn't know that. So me and my brother, we rented a Lamborghini. I figured the Lamborghini would get us in. Yeah. We go to pull in and the guy's like, there's security everywhere. Like high level security. Yeah, I wonder why. And he goes, name? And I go, Brendan Schaub. And he goes, Okay. And I go, Fighter and the kid? And I'm like, yeah, come on, dude. Below the belt on Showtime. King Food Sing. Truck Diaries. What are we doing here, man? Million things. Million things. Ridiculous. <laughs> what do you want? Rogan? What do you got? <laughs> Nothing, dude. And he's like, are you a member? I'm like, no. And he goes, oh, yeah, this is membership only. And I go, okay. Um, well, how much is a member? I figured, can I get a day pass? Yes. $250,000. dollars 200 grand. Ooh, that was close. 200 grand. 200 grand. And I, w- I went home sad because I couldn't get in. Went back to my shitty Airbnb. My brother booked it. Not my fault. We go to the shitty Airbnb. And I looked it up. You get every fucking... It's worth every penny. That really? place looks fantastic. What do you get? You have to live there. You don't want to be a member and live in L.A. No. Do the Palm Beach Improv once every year and go no. down to Mar-a-Lago. No, you don't want to do that. It, it, it's pretty dope, though. Do you golf? No. It's too, what are you, too what slow. What are you doing? I just want to hang out. I just want to see what it's all, all the fuss is about, dude. There's no fuss like about Like the Trump. president of the United States? Like no, the former president. The yeah, president of the United go. States is Joseph Biden. You're right. Joseph. Josephs are balling these days. Someone has to tell him he's a president. He, he yeah he's like what? wait what really I won like yeah, dude we keep telling you man um, I'm, I'm a senator <laughs> like no man so yeah but think about our taxpaying dollars kept flying Trump from the White House to there for a reason so if he's the president of the United States he can live anywhere he's living there so I had to check it out so I looked up homes around Mar-a-Lago Jesus Christ dude crazy right dude nuts yeah nuts yeah I wouldn't want to live there. there's no energy but. Well, is that's West Palm Beach? Is that yeah. what that area is? Yeah, that's a very wealthy area. What does that say? What's the title say? Pictures from inside the club. No, what does the title say? Let me scroll up there. No, there it goes. Donald Trump returned to Mar-a-Lago. Take a look inside his exclusive resort the public never sees. Yeah, and you can't get in. Take so he's back brother. there partying at Mar-a-Lago. What do you think he does now? Watches CNN and just talk shit. <laughs> Give me some pictures. So he bought it, I think, for um, uh, he bought it for eight million in, in 1985. It's worth wow. 300 million now. Wow! Smart business venture. Well, he could pay that off all of his uh, debts he's gonna have when they come for him. Yeah, what a waste of time. They're coming for him. What a waste of time. They, hey, let's move on. They're coming. Let's not waste our yeah, tax. Yeah, they're, they're coming for him. They're coming for him. There's a bunch of people that want to make a want to make their name. On prosecuting him, you know, if they can get because after he didn't him. let Joe Exotic out. <laughs> you could have let that guy out. Do you let Kodak Black out? Do you let my boy Joe Exotic out? It's kind of weird, right? Come why, on. Why didn't he pardon Snowden? Why didn't he pardon Julian Assange? Yeah, it's very strange. Those are the two big. That's that's the big boy moves. That've uh, been cool. Um, but there was a, apparently a lot of resistance to him pardoning Snowden. A lot of resistance. I bet. I think pardon Snowden would be the ultimate, and and Assange too, both of them. Just you know, that's the ultimate. You know, if he really hates the system, you really hate the intelligence community. You really hate. That's the, what you would do. I mean, the, like widespread spying on the American people. Yeah, I wonder why he did it. Oh, he's probably worried about the repercussions. Like he probably is hedging his bets in terms of like what they're going to prosecute him for. Well, I, I think the rating of the Capitol really scared the fuck out of him. Yeah, he like you're on the hook for this, Bubba. And he's he, like, oh shit, I was going to pardon Snowden. Like, well, he can't now. Yeah, he fucked 
up with that. That is one of the classic last days in office fuck ups that will go down in history. But it kind of defines who he is in terms of like how the kind of power that he tries to wield with his followers. Yeah. Try to tell people you got to show them strength. You know, you know what the problem is though is in listen, I'm, I'm not super pro right or pro left, but the problem is, is like that gets those people represent the right now. Like those, those crazies, mm-hmm. like that's not all Trump followers. It's a problem. That's, yeah. a, that's a big it's problem. problem. Yeah. It's a real problem because they can use it to diffuse real, honest criticism of left-wing ideas. You know, you could lump someone in with those people that tried to storm the Capitol. It's when insane. There's some legitimate conservatives, never Trumpers, guys who had no, you know, David Fromm. There's a, a bunch of these guys who are really interesting conservative intellectuals who had no desire whatsoever to be attached to any of Trump's ideas. And they're like, this is, this, he does not represent conservatism. But now they look at people like that. Anyone who's on the right. You're the enemy. You're the enemy. And they're silent. You're wearing them. a fucking Viking helmet on and you're, you're shirtless and living yeah. with your mom. Man, what was the agenda there, man? What would you get? They, they're like, we got it. Being in. a loser. <laughs> yeah, dude, how yeah. about the one, pff, that fucking chick, man. The one that got shot in yeah. the neck. Crazy. Imagine you're their parents. You're like, wait, why did she get shot in the neck? Well, right in the White House. Do you know that? Capitol. Have you ever seen that lady's rants? Yeah. It's tough. Unhinged rants. Nuts. That didn't make any fucking sense about all kinds and of she things. She was a mother. Was she a mother? Yeah. That's the biggest disappointment. <sighs> People get wrapped up in these online communities, man. These QAnon communities and these these online right-wing communities. And they really think that they're patriots. They really think that they're... They're the fucking, they're the new tea party. They're the people that are going to fix this country. They also think social media is real. Like that social media is the end all be all for them. And Mm -hmm. the world's so much bigger than just that. They say one in 10 people are on social media when you walk down the street. That's it? One in 10. It's only one in 10? One in 10. Really? Yep. How do the other people find out about your shows? I don't know. Yeah, I Confirm think that, Jamie. As time goes on, I think we're going to find more and more that it's really unhealthy to be on social media. It's really unhealthy. I got a new phone, and it doesn't have any apps on it. I have no apps on my phone. I'm the same. Yeah. I, I used to have them in a folder called Addict, but then I would just go to that folder. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, because you're an addict. <laughs> I, I just go, I don't care. I just want to go stare at things and scroll mindlessly through people's feeds yeah I, I was on i was on social media too much and then i was on my phone watching youtube or something like that and then my son's like dad get off your phone and he's four i'm like oh shit this is not <laughs> this isn't good you're four and you yeah. realize i have a problem so i got off yeah and my heroes growing up and whatever guy you look up to in comedy when you got into it didn't have social media man you know they didn't have those influences. Well, they would have if they had it. But I'm just saying, back then they didn't. You know, and it's it's probably a good thing. Chappelle doesn't have shit. He doesn't use anything. He has an Instagram account that they set up for when he released that video, um, showing how he was being taken advantage of by Chappelle Show, being yeah. on all these streaming networks, and then they wound up pulling those streaming. I mean, it really worked. It was one God, of the most gangster moves ever. I mean, it was an incredibly effective move, right? He puts up this heartfelt twenty plus minute video. Of him being funny, but being honest and breaking down what happened and how you know they kind of took advantage of him, and and then uh, the streaming sites all took his uh, video down. That's the power of Dave Chappelle. Oh. He's the goat man to me. Yeah, again, it's it's, it's, it's the greatest alive. Yeah. And if, I mean, if you want to th- talk about the impact 
of a comic because he's not just impactful as a great stand-up comedian and clearly he goes down you know historically is one of the greatest of all time as a stand-up comedian but also he had the best sketch comedy show ever yeah that show only lasted two seasons and it it, pound for pound laugh for laugh it's the greatest sketch comedy show of all time speaking of power you know think of uh kevin hart who's probably the most well-known comedian on the planet you know as far as ticket sales go he's the most successful of all time most successful tour of all time. Yeah, he does like 40,000 seat arenas, football so, stadiums. Shit. Yeah, dude, yeah, he did Soldier Field in Chicago, yeah. for God's sake. It's crazy. It's nuts. He filmed his thing in Philadelphia. He did 40,000 people came to see him to film a special. He's in Jumanji, for fuck's sakes. Yeah. So, um, you know, he launched a new show. And this isn't Kevin Hart. He has a team. He launched, launched a new sh- show called Inside Jokes. And he posts on social media like, hey, coming to, I forget what network, um, Inside Jokes. And Schultz, who's been doing a show for I think four years called Inside Jokes on YouTube, millions of views. Same concept. Tweets to him, goes, Hey, Kevin, did you not look into it? I've been doing this show for however many years, it has millions of views. It's already taken. Guess you got sick of sitting in an ice bath because he has that ice bath show. And Kevin responded back. I was like, Dude, I know in your world, this seems like I did it on purpose. I didn't. My team's looking into it. I apologize. You know, we're going to change everything. Pretty dope. Well, Kevin is a great guy. He would never do something like that on purpose. Okay. Somebody probably came His up team with did. <sighs> That's a problem. It's a problem. You know, I remember when there was a real issue at the comedy store because uh, late night talk show writers would come in and they would watch people do stand up and then steal their jokes. Take their and ideas. Then guys would wind up doing those bits in their sets. And I know that um, that's happened to. There's more than one, I don't want to even name any names of hosts, but more than one host, whether they knew it or not, was doing stolen material. They probably didn't know. They might have known. They might not have known. I don't know. I don't, I don't think know they them, knew. Yeah. But I'd assume a team, though. It was a giant issue. It I'm was sure a giant issue with certain sketch shows that uh, they were stealing um, people's acts and then making sketches out of those shows. Speaking of stealing, did you see uh, Carlos Mencia on Bobby Lee's show? I did not. It is riveting. I, I called Bobby when I got done with it. Because, you know, I wasn't around the comedy store, any comedy when that was going down when you guys had this I saw shoot. that he was on it, and I watched like a few seconds of it, but I was like, oof. It's, 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 it's pretty fucking entertaining. Cause, and Bobby, you know, he, he, he goes at him, man. He's like, you definitely yeah. stole some stuff, man. And like, you need to apologize for it. He's like, well, I don't know if I did. He's like, no, 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 you definitely stole some stuff, dude. Yeah. And you just see Carlos' side from it. Again, I only know one perspective, right? And just hearing Carlos' side, again, I wasn't there. I have no fucking clue what happened. I believe you. You know, Carlos is like, the problem is, like, I'm not on, I'm not on the internet. I'm not on social media, really. Of course so, he is. Well, he's saying, like, he doesn't really have a voice on there. So it's an Instagram page. Yeah, but not you know he's not doing it. You know he's 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 old. It's all the time. Is he? Yeah, it's not true. Well, he well he's saying from like the this again. Yeah, you're probably right. Well, he's just not popular. Yeah, he he's, just hasn't he's adapted been stuck with the times. At like a certain number of Instagram followers for years. I don't even know how many followers he has. But he's saying he just he wasn't able to get his narrative out and apologize to the people. That's not true. No, I mean he's come up with a bunch of different versions of why 
he is not at fault. Mm-hmm. And Joe, I'm 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 not yeah. I'm not defending no, him. I'm just saying it not. was it was super interesting because I I only know you know your version, Ari's version. Bobby Lee tells yeah. me about all these stories. I've heard all these stories. I've never had any interaction. He's with He's got him. a few different versions. One yeah. of his versions is I've recorded all my shows since 1993, and if I ever stole a joke, I would go back and say, "Listen, I sh- I could show you that I did it before you, or if I did, I'm sorry." Like, it's. It's it's an ex- it's he's trying to find a way to excuse what everybody knows he did. Mm-hmm. What he was doing was copying other people's material, copying premises, and he was doing it openly. It was I mean there was a there's a video from a, a show there was like this uh, documentary they did where he admitted it. He actually said, "Yeah, I I." I copy it. It's like what a rapper remixes it. He yeah, goes, I think Patricia O'Neill posted that when yeah. he was alive. Did talk show and was like he yeah. admits it here. And he goes, yeah, I stole those jokes. Yeah. yeah, I've seen that. Now he says that you know. Now he says he didn't. Now he says you know he comes up with a different. Look, the guy has been tortured. You know that's the sad thing. It's, it's like how much does the man deserve? How much punishment does he deserve for what he did? You know he's probably still not stealing. Cool. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. I know he does like two and a half hours on stage. But here's the thing that does happen to comics, and this is where it's really weird. Comics that steal, they have a really good beginning of their career, and then they get called out for stealing, and then they try to not steal. And the contrast between their early material when they were stealing and the new material when they're not stealing is Claire's fucking day. Yeah. stark. Yep. It's staggering. And there's many. We can name them right sure. now if we wanted to be mean. Yep. And some of them have done specials recently. Do you want me to do it? You don't have to. Okay. But they're, it's brutal. The difference is fucking brutal. brutal. And that difference is because they were plagiarizing. They were taking other people's premises. They were doing it on purpose. And some of them, they've been real calculated about it, like threatening the comedians they stole from, sending DMs to them. Or texts. Or text messages, making them real uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, tell, you know putting like, pressure on them. P- putting themselves in these protected categories <sighs> or saying they're a part of certain movements that, you know, like I know, I've, not, I've not known to you, for you to be helping this movement. Like, you know, you're talking about this movement on stage and then stealing their premises and stealing their bits. Like there's there's some dark shit that goes on and, and it, it's it catches up with them to your point like their specials it, are dog shit specials are dog shit and that's where you that's where you know like there's a thing with comedy that happen there's a there's a bunch of things that can happen once you become successful and then you continue to to make specials one of them is you kind of run out of stuff to talk about or you you know you 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 spend ten years developing your first set. And then you have to do another set afterwards. It's just not as good. Or you can't relate to the people. You're so famous yep. that you, your your yes. material is not relatable. Those are both. Big, Kevin Hart's big pretty factors. good at that. Well, he's smart. He's also very ambitious, and he hires a lot of writers. And he's also very, he's a very honest person. Right? You're good at it too. Yeah, I work hard. Oh, I work hard. Yeah, you know, I, I work know hard. Do. I work hard. And I and I'm fucking ruthless on myself. I'm a very self-critical person. I think a lot a lot of those people that we won't mention, a lot of them, they're you really know, actors. They're, they're yes. acting like comics. There you go. What they really are is they're attention whores. They really want attention in any way they can get it, and they've chosen stand up for their vi- their vehicle or their, their venue. And they made in other avenues, and they come back to comedy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But the the difference is so obvious, and that's one of the if you know, look, people. They, you know, they. It's hard for bands to ma- maintain top 
performance. Like a lot of bands, they start out and they have a bunch of good albums and their albums start to suck. It happens with comedians. They get real famous, they get soft, and then the other problem is their audience loves them. So they can kind of do anything and they go out there and the audience loves them. and then the, the material suffers. That's why Steve Martin quit. Have you read that book, Born yeah. Standing Up? Yeah. yeah. He said he went out there and he had this like ukulele thing and it would come down mm-hmm. and one night it came down but it fucked up. And so the bit there's no bit. He had to have it, but the audience was laughing right away and he's like, Oh, oh fuck, I'm done. He's like, it's not even the the material anymore. Mm-hmm. They're laughing at whatever the fuck I do now. Yeah. It's um, So he stopped doing it. Stand up comedy in in some ways is uh in some ways, it's it, there's 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 a parallel that you can make to martial arts. How so? In that, if you don't put the real work in, when it at, when the time comes to perform, it shows. There's a ceiling. Yeah. Again, there's a ceiling. Yeah. Because to your point, you know, if you don't put the work in, you're gonna get to a certain level, right? Where you're you're playing to your crowd, you're playing mm-hmm. to your crowd, and they think everything's funny. You're like, man, I'm fucking killing it. Right. And then you're gonna go to the comedy store where it's not your crowd or something. Yeah. And you got to do real jokes, not right. references of your your famous buddies or right. to this where right. people don't know you. You got to do real jokes. Right. And you you got, fucked, man. You got to do jokes for people that aren't your fans. Correct. That's the difference between maybe sparring with people that are in your camp that maybe know how good you are to fighting someone who doesn't give a fuck and they're trying to kill you. Yep. And then you you see how much work you've really put in. It might not be the best comparison in the That's world. That's a pretty good comparison, though, the, especially from the world we come from. Yeah. The, 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 the comparisons are all like you can't not work. You have to put in the work, and the work is uncomfortable. Well, here, here to – I don't mean to interrupt you. No, it's right. But to, to your point, though, it's like if – you're a wrestler and you got to a certain point where the takedown is working every time, every every single time. And then you get to a guy where that takedown's not gonna work. And if you didn't work on those skills where if the wrestling doesn't work, where you gotta find other ways to beat them, you're you're not gonna have a career, man. You lose three and you're out of the fucking UFC working at Starbucks. Yeah. So you gotta put in the, the time for that other stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a good analogy. And I bet that exists in almost every endeavor. Correct. That there's certain things you don't like to do. They're uncomfortable. You know, like how many guys do we know that are like really good strikers? They don't want to go to the ground because they don't want to get tapped. So they don't train on their ground game. And then they wind up getting in a situation where they're on the ground and, you know, they, they, they get tapped. Didn't you tell me that that Justin never, Justin Gaethje never trains jujitsu? Not a lot. Yeah. When, when we were training, you know, I don't want to out him or nothing. Yeah. But now when we train, he just, he was just like, you know, his, I think his mindset was, because I'm such a good wrestler, I can. I, I'm not going to learn the leg locks and the arm right. shit. I'm just going to learn how to defend what they're going to do and get back to my feet. But savage, that was his process. As savage as that guy is, um, um, imagine, the best. imagine how good he would be if he like fully embraced submissions. Well, to your point, look what happened wrestler. when he got to Khabib. Exactly. Where it's like, oh, oh, you're you don't know you're going to get lost if we go down there two well, times. I'm going to take you down there. Yeah, bro. yeah. Well, it also seemed like Khabib kind of maybe wanted to do that and. Get it done in that way. Dude, inverted triangle, up. amazing. An inverted <clears throat> from mounted a stubby Khabib yeah. an inverted triangle. That's insane from a mount. Nuts. Yes. Yeah. Nuts. And crazy at that level. Yeah. Well, Khabib is just such a monster. I don't think we really even know how good he is. I, I don't think, think he's just, been pushed. I think we. I mean, and that's why he quit. I think he quit because of his mom, right? I I think he quit a because of his mom, but he did want to get to thirty. No, he promised dad thirty. No. But I also think he's just like, I'm not getting up. What are you going to toss me? Who's, what do you got for me? I want to see Justin versus Dustin Poirier again. 
Gaethje and yeah, me too. I'd love to see that. But I I want to see them each get a win and then do it. Yeah. And that's where my tournament comes into play. Charles Oliveira might be the motherfucker, dude. He might be the motherfucker. You you know what's weird too? With yeah, Charles Oliveira's a he might be motherfucker. He might be the motherfucker. I would say he's the most dangerous out of everybody. He's in all aspects. He's so talented. His ground game, experience, ground game, striking, his reach now, his distance, his Mm -hmm. footwork, his mentality. Bad motherfucker. Going back to Connor, you know, he said something. He said, This loss doesn't feel like it usually does. He said, You can't walk. He said, Well, he said that. I'm sure. <laughs> and he that, got knocked out. I'm sure yeah. physically that hurts. But also, he's like, I'm not as upset as I should be. Oh. Where when I hear that, I'm like, Oh, that's not. Uh, that's not good. What does that mean? What did he mean by that, you think? Maybe he put in his all and he just lost and he doesn't feel like he he's left fine anything on the table. Yeah, that's fine. So maybe he says, okay, we're going to dust ourselves off and make the adjustments. Yep. In that case, maybe it's a good thing that it doesn't hurt him. Because, Agree. Look, the guy is wealthy beyond imagination, right? Most he's successful got, fighter of all time. Yeah, not just from fighting, but also proper 12. I mean, that whiskey company is fucking killing. He's made hundreds of millions of dollars. Crush just off that whiskey company. Is it better than Tiger Thick? I doubt it. Carry on. <laughs> I don't. I've never had proper twelve. You had it? Yeah. Someone brought it over. My uh, brother-in-law brought it over for the fight. Oh, I said it? bring whiskey. He brought them. Like, all right, dude. What'd you spend? Thirty dollars? Is it bad? No, it's not bad. It, you get what you pay for. Like, if you're a real whiskey drinker, it's not bad. Don't get me wrong. It's not bad okay. whiskey at all. It's a. It's a. You know. It's a. It's. It's a. It's a clean whiskey. It's not Josh Barnett's Warbringer Warmaster. I've never had that. I heard it's fantastic. Fucking good. But just based off Josh's label, I'd, yeah, probably yeah, Josh's better. It's fucking good. It's um. It's interesting because he's he's got no financial motivation at all, you know, no none to fight. He's fighting for enjoyment, for legacy, to push himself, to test himself. Obviously, looked in tremendous shape. I, I saw some of the training footage. Looked phenomenal. I talked to people that saw him train, and they're saying he is in fucking tip top magoo for this fight. Yeah, I know. But uh, listen, those low calf kicks are a game changer. But here's my problem with that, Joe. That's nothing new. It's, it's not, not like- new, but it's new in Connor's career. If you go to early Connor's career in 2014 when he fought Dustin, no one was throwing those low calf kicks. In 2014, but this day and Except age. Except Benson Henderson. Ben, yeah, Benson. I think Benson was the, actually, you gotta, we got to give him credit. He's probably yeah. the first to do it. Yeah. And we kind of make fun of him. Remember he was jabbing the quad yep. and throwing those low kicks? You're like, what yeah. the fuck's he doing? But his low kicks didn't have the same kind of effect for some reason. Different they, animal. Yeah, I mean, the way, uh, like, Justin's the best at it. Justin Gaethje, in my mind, for my money, is one of the best leg kickers that's ever fought in the sport. He destroys people's legs. Hands Michael down. Johnson's leg, he destroyed Khabib's leg. Khabib's leg was in all kinds of trouble in yep. that fight. Yep. It's just Khabib's fucking force of a champion, that mind, he just like pushed through it. The fact that Khabib fought that fight with a broken toe, too. Nuts. I mean, he's just such, a, un, such an unusual monster of a man. But Justin Gaethje, he chops everybody's legs apart. Everybody, he's so good, and he and he's so good at being tight in the clinch and getting away with it, and then chopping leg kicks down from from a clinch. So he's tying you up. He's got like an overhook, and he'll leg kick you. And he learned that kicking from a boxing coach and Trevor Whitman. (laughs) You know, so it's like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, that's how talented he is. World Series of Fighting fights. Oh, dude, he fucked dudes up. God, dude, destroyed people's legs. But to you know, again, to me, it's it's Connor not being active. Like those kicks, dude. Again, it's nothing like we're like, oh, we've never seen that. But yes, but, but. but no, because Connor fights in that wide stance. He puts a lot of weight on his front leg, and he's looking to tee off on you with a big left hand. He keeps his right leg out, 
And the problem with that is Dustin's a fucking Southpaw. So it's right there. It's right there for him because of the Southpaw to Southpaw. And they're stance. both in South. Yeah, there yes. you go. But but also if you're if you're Connor, you've been doing so much boxing, mm-hmm. those leg kicks that that you, it's not going to be a thing, you know? Right. Yeah. It's just not, you know, you're not that conscious of it. You're not really working well, I on think the, he's just got the so muscle much memory. confidence in that fucking. He did rock him. Over, he did rock, he did rock him. him. He's got so much confidence in that left hand. But here's the thing. I don't, I don't know what his motivation is, right? Let's assume he has the same motivation for another fight as he had for this fight. He's not going to fall for the same trick twice. No. He's a smart guy. So it's going to be interesting to see. Can he compete with the top? echelon of the sport is he going to be motivated to get himself in shape to compete with the top echelon of the sport and, and I, he can get his body in the best shape possible to me it's all here for connor we know he has the skills to beat anybody in the world it's here man for us a hobby thinks he quit for us a hobby thinks that when the, the going gets tough connor finds a way to fold and he said you know once his leg was hurt he just sort of folded against the, the side of the cage and it's hard to argue with for us i i don't know if connor has quit in him but listen if if I have that much money in the bank and there's a yacht waiting for me outside, it's probably like, all right, let's get out of here. Imagine if he won though, pulls up in a yacht and then starches everybody. Fantastic. I mean, and that's what I was hoping for. When he's sitting there meditating on the yacht, I mean, get the fuck out nuts. of here. How cool you see does that, that look? fucking yacht? It's nuts. How much does a yacht like that cost? They had to lend him that. Oh, I don't believe so. There's no, no, no. Listen, he, to me. he's gonna go broke if he bought that. Yacht. He has. Two yachts, oh, according to Dana. That's Dana, Dana and I were on the phone yesterday, and he told me Connor just bought a Lamborghini yacht. That's not smart. Here it goes. Connor McGregor splashes out twelve million, twelve million dollars on a super yacht and pays cash. Wow! Since the bout ended, oh, after he got fucked up. Oh, Floyd Mayweather. Okay. This is after he lost to Floyd Mayweather. Since the bout ended, the 29-year-old has been living it up on the party aisle of Ibiza with his family, enjoying good food, renting a lavish villa, lounging in the Mediterranean sunshine, oh, and splashing out on a $12 million super yacht Yeah, but cash. look at that other yacht. Estimated between three hundred sixty and $400 million. That's how you go back. <gasps> this is an eye-opening level of opulence to witness firsthand, he posted, referring to... Sailing yacht A, a vessel valued at three sixty to four fifty. I bet when you I was in that. when I was in Italy. Uh, I was there, and Steve Jobs' yacht was there. If you're Steve Jobs, get a yacht. Steve Jobs is dead at the time. Oh, okay. He's already dead. So somebody yeah. else had it. Maybe his family. Steve Jobs' yacht is it's basically an Apple store. What the fuck is that? It's so weird looking. That's Steve Jobs. No, this is the one that is three hundred fifty million. That's Connors? oh, that's the three hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, yeah, that is that's a four. That's preposterous. That thing. oh, that's a sailing boat. Yeah. Look, it's got sails. Holy shit, that is sails. Get the fuck out of here with that nonsense. And then you got to pay for the staff. That is so dumb. Just seems like a bad oh, idea listen, to spend your money. I, don't, I hate to brag about my rich friends, but I have a rich friend that had. Look at that thing. That's. That'd be fun as That's fuck. the sailboat? Uh-huh. It'd be fantastic. Pretty cool. Do a podcast on there. Joe buys a yacht. <sighs> Bro. Dude buys a yacht. Podcast on a yacht sounds like a lot of fun. That's a uh, fights on a yacht? I have a friend who actually bought a yacht. It's so odd. This is the weird world that I, I live in now. You have a different group of friends. Um, And this friend that bought a yacht, uh, I was going, well, how do you, what do you, who, who drives yeah. it? He goes, there's a full-time staff. They live on the yacht. All year round, they're there all the time. Did you I have go, to pay their salary. I go, what? He goes, like, they have the, all year round. Yeah, they 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 live there. They're on his yacht right now. I go, so it's their yacht. I go, yeah. 
It's like if you have a house. It's a timeshare. And there's a bunch of people partying at your house, and they clean it up right before you come in. Yeah, that's what's going on. And you smell other people's farts in your sheets. Yeah. And like, like you Some don't think bringing they, girls back to that yacht yeah, you don't all think the people fucking are time? Banging chicks on your Every bed. Port? Yeah. Yeah, come, come on, dude. It's so weird. Like, are you counting all the liquor you got in there? Because a bet a lot's gone. Yeah, so he's just, so he pays full time for the staff. Yeah, I was like, what are you talking about? Like, you have a full time. Different staff. level. I, but I go, couldn't you just rent a yacht like when you wanted to? Like, you have money. And then they take care of all that shit. Isn't there the service? That'd be smart, right? It seems like a better way to go. You don't have to think about but it. But he has so much money. He's like, I, listen, I don't know, dude. Why he's you ask a, so many he's fucking a, smart very questions? very wealthy businessman, my friend. And he just said, well, it's like I didn't think about it before I bought the yacht. Does his now, name rhyme, rhyme with no, Elon Dusk? No, he doesn't have a yacht. <laughs> oh, okay. Elon doesn't even have a house. He, he, he doesn't want to own houses. He's it, selling all his houses. Yeah, he rents he, houses. He succumbed to fucking <laughs> social media pressure. I don't think so. He yeah, just, he was talking about. He's like, "Oh, you guys want to talk shit about me? My three houses? I'm going to sell them." It's like, "All right, dude." Still rich as fuck. Still going to talk shit about your money. Yeah, it's like, dude, just you get a house. He is now the second richest man in the world. I don't know how he's going to deal with it. He's just. Yeah, I don't know what he's going to do. Jeff Bezos has surpassed him. How Jeff Bezos pulled off? I, don't know. I wasn't the GameStop CEO. Hmm. Not this sailing yacht. A is the largest sailing yacht in the world. By a lot, a sailboat, right? Mm. But there's other yachts that are big. Can you just show me a picture of Conor McGregor's yacht? Because his yacht. And Dana he said paid, he owns them. He owns two. He bought that one, and then he bought a new one that's a Lamborghini yacht. God, apparently, we, we know boats are a bad investment, Bubba. Mm. But he's like, dude, you know how much whiskey I'm fucking selling? Yeah, there you go. <sighs> Different level, man. You see? So that's his fourteen million dollar yacht. That's the Lamborghini one. It says that's the Lamborghini one. Foot Lamborghini. Three hundred foot Lamborghini at least super painted yacht. Yellow. Wow! Look at that thing. Did you see what Floyd said about Connor? No. He was saying how uh, it's racism at its finest because we celebrate Connor spending money and acting all extravagant, but then he gets hated on for acting the same way. And then he said, "This is my favorite part." He goes, "And the the worst part is the hate from my own people." Yeah. Well, then it's not racist. <laughs> How do you not have someone proofread your shit, dude? <laughs> well, that's not going to work, Bubba. Well, listen, Floyd is a brilliant marketer, and he's probably saying this to get a lot of attention, and it probably gets him a lot of attention. But ultimately, Floyd's whole persona was about being a baller. Floyd Money Mayweather. Yeah. Listen, if you go back to Floyd's early days, Floyd was pretty boy Floyd. And Floyd was a much, a much more aggressive, Different fighter. trying to stop people and beat. Look, there's no disrespect to Floyd Mayweather. He's one of the greatest of all time. But one of the smart, if not the, but one of the smart things that he did was later in his career, he fought much more defensively, but everyone wanted him to lose. So he realized, like, hey, I can take less damage Box defensively, beat all these motherfuckers, have everybody paying to see me lose, lose yeah. and then I make all the money. He's brilliant. He's brilliant. He's the most, do it. the most brilliant boxer ever because he's the guy that when you look at his career, over 50 fights, undefeated, and was only hit hard three or four times. Mm -hmm. His yeah, whole career. His yeah. whole career. Easily. Never dropped. Never he, really fucked. You know who, was, was he dropped? No. He wobbled. Yeah. Never right. dropped. Never dropped. No. And, you know, beat the best of the best. Beat everybody. But shut Canelo Alvarez down. Uh, Canelo's 21. You know? Yeah. Still. Young I mean, Canelo. Smart he, smart business decision. He he was just 
amazing. You Canelo look at his runs career. the game now. He does run the game now. He's pound for pound number one on my list. How about him knocking out Kovalev? How <sighs> crazy was that? Like, Jesus Christ. Kovalev is a legit 175-pound champion. You know, and seeing Canelo knock him Dude, out. Dude, boxing's kind of popping right now. It's kind of popping. Especially in the lightweight division. How about the heavyweight division? The heavyweight division, so much craziness going on. How so? Well, just trying to figure Fury out Joshua? the Fury Joshua and fight. That's, and Eddie Hearn said that's going to happen. He said a million times. And White is going to fight um, Deontay Wilder, but they but Wilder still wants to fight Fury in a, in a third. And fight. that's not happening. I that's just the the Wilder stuff made me so sad. It bums me out, man. All of his, his excuses. excuses. It's like, oh man, I've never seen someone deal with a loss worse than Deontay. I want, Wilder. I and wish, I'm a. I love Deontay Wilder. I do I've worked too. with him several times. Fantastic human being. He's a great human great being, dude, and a really fun guy to be around. Like I wanted to, pu- I, I wish, I, I wish I was close to him. Like while it was going on, yeah, I would text like, him. What like, are you gonna dude. say? Yeah, don't say that. Yep. Don't say that. Listen, Agree. To me. this is what people are gonna think. Even if you believe that, you can't believe he had egg weights in his hands. You can't believe that. No, dude. You, there's no way. First of all, a guy punches that fast with egg weights in his hands. And then the other bummer is uh, he fired his team. Yeah, that's not good. Mm-mm. He fired, fired Breland, right? Bummer. That is a bummer. What is he doing now? Who is he training with? I don't know. I don't know. It's a bummer. hope they figure it out. When a guy out. loses like that after just starching everybody, it's got to be like a world changer. To our point that we talked about earlier, and this is, you know, could be dicey. You, you remember, he started boxing late, 24. There's a ceiling, man. And his ceiling was high, but there's a ceiling. Then you run a guy like fucking Fury yeah. who can do it all. Footwork, can move, can punch. Do He can be a defensive fighter, a pressure fighter. So when Wilder had that right hand from God, which is one of the greatest right hands of all time, if not the greatest right hand of all time, when a guy can negate that and has seen that in his career, you run a guy like Fury, this is what happens. I think the blueprint was established in the 12th round when Tyson Fury got up. When Tyson Fury got up, weathered Deontay Wilder's onslaught, but then started winning. Nuts. And won the the, the rest of the round. And even had Deontay in trouble at Nuts. one point in time. Crazy. And then in the rematch, goes, oh, you can't fight going backwards? Yeah. Oh, well, I've been doing that my entire career against yes. Eastern Europeans and mm-hmm. the amateurs. Mm-hmm. So if I put you on your back foot, you can't fight? Watch this. And exactly. fucked him up, dude. Fucked him up. Now, yeah. if you don't have those skill set, if your only skill set is going forward, throwing the right hand, again, to your point, the ceiling's here, man. Now, his ceiling was here, but, but you're going to run into somebody who would negate that. Even the way Deontay reacted to the first knockdown, like he was complaining that he got hit behind the head. He was like upset. Like, what's, what happened? What's, it's almost like you can't believe he's losing. I know. You know, have you ever seen a person that does that, whether it's a video game or playing pool or ping pong? Some people can't believe they're losing. Yeah. Like, you, you fucking did something. Yeah, You did something wrong because I, I lost. This is this can't be me. I know. There's a thing that people do when they're not used to losing. Especially that guy. That guy. Who was like, I'm going to try out boxing at 24. Took the yeah. world over. Got a yeah. bronze medal in the Olympics. A year and a half into training. Fucking nuts, dude. Nuts. Never happens. And then starches everybody, everybody. leading up to it. Even Ortiz. Luis Ortiz twice. The greatest, I would say, up until that fight with Fury, the second fight with Fury, the greatest knockout artist in the history of the sport. Agree. He's uh, all knockouts. All knockouts. Stavern was the only guy who made it to the distance, and then he starches him in the rematch. And what he did is Stavern, he should have been arrested for. That was, dude, I was ringside when he fought uh, Brazil. Mm. Showtime flew me and my my brother out. 
Oh my god, that knockout! But they sat me next to Brazil's family. Oh, and you—it was like when he was walking out, you're like, "Oh, dead man walking," mm. and his whole family like, "He's gonna do it." And they have shirts on, like, "Oh, these poor people have no idea what's gonna that happen." That was after the Tyson Fury fight, right? Yeah, yeah. It was in between, dude. Yeah. It sounded like a shotgun oh. went off at the fucking Barclay Center. Oh, whack! Isn't it funny how those long, thin guys can generate so much power at the end of the punch? Like Tommy Hearns when he was in his prime. So many guys. There he is. Listen, I'm still a giant Deontay Wilder fan. I love Deontay I, Wilder. I hope he gets it back together again. I hope he proves everybody wrong and starts fucking people up again. Bomb squad! That always scares me when he does that. Dude. When he was on top, he was a motherfucker. No one can stay on top forever. But let me tell you something. When history goes and looks at the 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 career of Deontay Wilder, it's a... Oh, it's a great Extraordinary, extraordinary career. Even if he retired today, even if he said we're done, he's Hall of Famer. An extraordinary career. Like you, and you, a great human being yes. has so much more living to do. And the fact that he became a boxer because he needed to generate money because his daughter was sick. Fantastic story. It's amazing. How can you not root for him? How can you not root and for him? And then Joshua versus Fury. Oh, <gasps> Eddie Hearn, take my fucking money, take bro. My do you hate money? money? Can I do it fly, on the ship? Can I fly in a COVID bubble all the way over to London God, and watch that? Can you put sign me, me up, a, dude? In a balloon? Whatever. What do I have to do? I, I mean, I'll go there and not wear a mask. I'll let everybody spit in my mouth. Joshua versus Fury site fee will be biggest money in heavyweight history. Yeah, that's fair. So are they trying to do it in a full arena? Where are they doing I don't it? Think they've announced Depends yet. on COVID, but yeah. there's been talk that they're going to go do to it Miami. on a boat. They Go could. to Miami. It's an option, apparently. Miami's an option? Florida. Of course it is. No, do it at the Wembley, man. Florida they're doesn't both English. give a fuck. They're both Brits. Yeah, but the Brits don't care. They'll fly over to Florida. Now you, know, now you know the Florida Brits. Airlines. Yeah. Florida Airlines. Like, we don't give a fuck. Like, do cough, whatever, dude. cough yeah. take a shit in the aisle. Yeah, we don't give a fuck. <laughs> Bring an alligator. <laughs> Bring an alligator. Come on, I'm bored. <laughs> uh, that, you know, what's interesting about that is with Fury and Joshua, the Brits are going to side with Fury. You think so? Yeah, he's going to have more support than ever. But Joshua's a huge star over there. He is. Fury's the biggest star now. Is he? Yeah. Because of the Deontay Wilder knockout? The Deontay Wilder knockout, it, you know, him not piping down about his mental illness. Um, you know, it, it just the, the people rally behind him. Really? Yeah. And then Joshua, because he lost to Ruiz and the media kind of turned on him, he's like, dude, I don't want to claim England anymore. I want to fight out of Africa. I'm African. Really? Yep. When did that happen? I don't know. He did. A, he had. Was like, he born in Africa? No, his his both his parents were born in Africa, and then they got a divorce. Moved while well, his mom was pregnant. Moved to England. He was born, and raised in England. When he was like six or eight, he did like some schooling. He went back to Africa for like a year, did schooling, and then came back to England. Born, and raised in England. Oh. But he, he wants to claim Africa. He doesn't like the way the English media treats him. After the Ruiz fight. Yeah. He said the, everyone kind of yeah, hated him and jumped off board. Yeah. He can't read those social that's media. That's sports, account. Bubba. That's how it goes. That's sports. But it's also that, that sets up the stage for your retribution. You know, your 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 rise back to, this, to the top of the heap. Fury's it's, my favorite fighter of all time. MMA, boxing. I fucking amazing. love Fury. He's amazing. Tell you what, man. Very few people would have made that kind of adjustment in their style to fight a completely different style in a rematch against a power puncher like Deontay Wilder. Insane. Just come right at him. And it was also interesting that he started training with Sugar Hill from the Kronk Champ and developed that sort of like Kronk style. Yep. Like super aggressive, you know, knockout focused style. Insane, dude. Amazing. That's fun, man. It's fun. The big fight for me right now too, though, is. Is Errol Spence and Terrence Crawford? 
That's, I don't know if you're going to see it, dude. I got to see that fight. I don't I understand do too, why that fight's not happening. Boxing 101. Yeah. It's a fucking nightmare. Yeah. They're talking about Ryan Garcia fighting Manny Pacquiao. Seen that? Yeah. I'm, I'm not into it. You know? I don't think Ryan's ready. No. Thank God you agree yeah. with me. No. No. After he got dropped, I was like, By oh Luke my Campbell? Go- yeah. I'm like, oh my goodness. He's not ready for Manny Pacquiao. And then he won Tank Davis. Oh. And I, I, I did a food truck with Tyson. And it was the same day they had Ryan Garcia on. Yeah. And Mike's like, oh, I just had Ryan on. And we had Tank Davis zoom in or FaceTime in. And they're talking shit to each other. I went, well, Mike, that's not a good fight for him. He's like, if, if he believes he can do it, you know, Muhammad Ali. I'm like, do you, what are you talking? Muhammad Ali. Yeah, I guess that's an example of Muhammad Ali. Ryan Garcia ain't being Tank Davis, dude. Well, He's not ready. Gervonta is a ruthless puncher. He's ruthless. He's ruthless. He's he and he'll find your fucking chin. He will find your chin. That, that, that guy's that, good. I had that Teofomo Lopez on, who's the champ who Ooh, beat Lomachenko. He's the motherfucker of the division. Notice nobody's calling him out. No, that's what he said on my show because I go, <laughs> Futra, that comes out in uh, two weeks, and his dad was with him. His yeah. dad's I love his dad. His dad just took over the interview, but he he his dad was like, no, no one's calling my son out. Yeah. Was, name one person who's called him out. Go, no, Brendan. Tell no me. Tell me. What. I'm like, no one goes. Why do you think that is? Yeah, he was calling all each other out, but not my son. Did you see what Javonta posted on Twitter after Oscar De La Hoya was saying they're going to set up a fight with Ryan Garcia? No, I didn't in see it. It. Um, and he goes, "Is Oscar on coke again?" <laughs> <laughs> how about Oscar trying to fight Triple G? You know how insane that beating would be. And then your boy Bernard Hopkins goes, "I think uh, Oscar would beat him." He's got to say, "Hey that. Bernard, I know he's your business he's partner. Say that. Do your fucking coke friend a solid here <laughs> and let him know this isn't smart. Maybe he knows it'll never take place." Or maybe he knows that you know in the Oscar world we're living in, dude. Yeah, it might. Uh, maybe not. Maybe Oscar fucking snorted all that money. God, I don't know. I mean, I see him training. They lost Canelo. Canelo's not with Golden Boy. Is anymore. that real? Yeah, that's real. When did that happen? <sighs> or like probably three or four months ago. He's out. How did he lose Canelo Alvarez? Canelo just didn't want to fuck with him anymore. That's why hopefully Canelo comes to Showtime. You think Canelo like was just tired of the bullshit? I think so. Yeah. And and DAZN because DAZN was a fucking mess, still is because of the lack of funds coming in from tickets. And they promised and him all this money, and they weren't paying him. He's like, "I'm out of here, dude." And what? Who do you want me to fight? And Canelo wants to fight Earl Spence. Ter- he wants to fight everybody, and they were not offering those, those fights. Guys are smaller than him. Yeah, but he's down to cut. He's down for whatever. He wants to fight the who's who. He wants to go down as the best. And DAZN's like, "Well, we we can't get those guys." Ooh. So he's out. So where's he gonna go? He's a free agent right now. Wow. Hopefully, I know Showtime's in negotiations with him. When is a, the best boxer in the world ever a free agent? It's, I mean, when you sign with the zone. Oh, don't know what the fuck. By doing. the way, how fucking good and how juicy did Triple G look in his last fight? I know he looked a little juicy, a little juiced up, look a little juicy. And I'm a fan of that. I'm a fan of that yeah, too. Do you? Do look, look, and he's fucking 37, 38 years old. How Why old not? is he now? Why not? How old is Gennady Golovkin? 39? Jesus, you got to be juicy. Juicy because up, dog. he looks shredded. I mean, he looked physically as, as good as he's ever looked. Canelo's not into the rematch. Oh, I'm sorry, the trilogy. Really? Mm-mm. I wonder why. Mm. It's a tough fight, man. Tough fight. It's a tough fight. He definitely lost one of those fights. Yeah, he lost the first one. Uh-huh. He lost the first one. I felt like he lost the first one. Do you see Triple G? Is that what he looked like? Eh, it's That's a weird photo. What does it say? It says, Rips Canelo Alvarez, this third fight will eventually happen. Yeah, but he's fucking 40. See, see if he can go with a video of his last fight. Who the fuck was his opponent again? Who was his opponent again in his last fight? 
See if you could find the um, the record. Yeah. How do you say that name? Make that larger again so I can read it. Camille Suramita. Suramita? Suramita? Beat the brakes off this dude. See if you can find that online. Because when you look at his body online, it, it doesn't look like a 38-year-old boxer who's had more than a decade into the career. Yeah, highlight. Look at this. Look at, like, physically. Okay, he's 38, and he's fighting a dude who's 31. I mean, he just put it to this fucking dude and looked as good as he's ever looked. Had incredible endurance. He looked great physically, his muscle tone, like everything. He looked on fire. I mean, he was picking that dude apart and eventually stopped him. And this was uh, vintage Gennady Golovkin. And I think he probably tried to stay natty for a long time. Yeah, but then age is just like father times a K, bro. Yeah, if you find like a really shredded guy who's pushing 40, who like all of a sudden bounces back. Like this is an argument that uh, Faraz Sahabi had used for someone who... Uh, in Fitch, UFC? Fitch in okay. Bellator. He, you know, he's saying like you look at the guy, like all of a sudden he's making this resurgence and his, his body looks better and he's in his 30s. Like there's There's a lot of people that think you should be able to do it. There's a lot of a lot of people that think that to a certain level, yeah, bring your levels up to a certain level, so you're not, you know, just royally fucked. But you would just allow fighters to continue their career this way, and then there's other people that think no, because it leaves too much room for cheating. And what is cheating? Are you allowed to do ice baths? Are you allowed to do saunas? Yeah, are you allowed area. to do hyperbaric chambers? Are you allowed to do, yeah. you know, what are you allowed to do? What are, you, are you allowed to take supplements? Okay, how many? And what, 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 how effective are these supplements? It what do gray. they do? Do you see USADA's not going to test for marijuana anymore? Yes. Yeah, they sent it to me directly. <laughs> me too. I got an email. Like, hey, can you please talk about this? I'm like, hey, who gives a fuck, dude? Also, <sighs> the commissions don't. You know, ob obey mm. by those same protocols. They so, don't. No. So, California, Nevada. If you smoke in weed and they test you, you test positive. They're, they're going to ban you. Oh, are they really? Yeah. They don't. They don't. They don't go by. It's not an overall. That's just you saw in the UFC's agreement. Oh, that's interesting. So, if you so, go to Florida, Nevada, California, you test positive for marijuana. To them, it's still illegal. Huh. Yeah. So, so essentially, USADA is not testing for it when they catch you. If they do like a six in the morning, yeah, raid like on six Nick weeks Diaz's out. Yeah, house. you're fine. Yeah. So Nick Diaz is supposed to be fighting in 2021 as well, right? Isn't I he guess. supposed to come back? That's what they say. But then Dana yeah. was like, it doesn't make sense. Why doesn't it make sense? Uh, Dana was like, he's been out for so long, he, it makes no sense for him to come back. He's like, I don't think we're going to offer him a fight. That's oh. what I thought Dana said. Well, he might be saying that because of negotiations. Yeah, trying to get him out. Dude, I'm about you know? to piss my pants. Go piss your pants. All right, cool. Go piss your pants. Thanks, dude. We'll be right here. <laughs> It takes a while to develop that kind of bladder endurance, son. You can't just jump right back into the game. Right. You don't know about these three-hour podcasts. I don't think anybody should want to see a Nick Diaz fight, but but people should want to see a CM Punk fight. That doesn't make any sense. Listen, Nick Diaz is a legend. If Nick Diaz wants a fight, I want to give him my money. I want to pay to see that. I don't know if that's true. Because everything that I've seen from Nick Diaz doesn't look like Nick Diaz wants to do. Oh, stop. Go back. Scroll down to where I was reading. Um, everything I've seen from Nick Diaz seems like Nick Diaz doesn't, doesn't look like Nick Diaz wants to or is ready to compete in this sport. 
Um, White said of the DS comeback reports, the sport, this sport, even for John Jones, as good as John Jones is, you have to be 100% mentally, physically, and emotionally ready to train, be ready for this, and fight. And I just don't think, I don't know. Well, that's, John Jones is the worst example that you could say, even as good as John Jones is. Because John Jones beat Alexander Gustafson for the title in a five-round war where he literally didn't train. <laughs> that's like the worst example that you could use. What'd you do? I was trying to look up his Instagram to see that's, I mean, he said he's training on Instagram and that's why people Well, are there he is getting it, his drug gloves laced up. What does it say in that one where, uh, the one next to that? What does it say Nothing, there? Just Nothing. Just people. Just him. Look, I'm sure he's training. I am absolutely sure he's training. But that's him putting on his brother, gloves yeah. on his brother. Holding pads for him. Yeah. I'm 100% sure he's training. And it looks like he's training with his brother. So he's getting his brother ready. You know, it's a thing. It's like if he fights, people want to see it. He is Nick Diaz. He's a legend. I mean, the guy's been in the sport. I called Nick Diaz versus Robbie Lawler in 2002. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's when that fight was. It might have been 2003, if I remember correctly. So at the very least, it was 18 years ago, he uh, knocked out Robbie Lawler, which is crazy that they're both competing still. Was that 2003? Nick Diaz versus Robbie Lawler? Give me a second. No, they can go far enough back. Uh, Robbie Lawler, 2004. 2004. So, he 17. Fuck, yeah. That was his, like, 10th fight. Fucking crazy. I mean, before that, he had uh, a series of fights outside the UFC. He's been he, fighting since before September 11th happened. Yeah. Like, two weeks before that, he had a fight, his first So fight. he's got a more than 20-year career in combat sports. We're talking about Nick Diaz. What about him? About he's, uh, you know, he, he wants to fight again, allegedly, but Dana White says nobody should want to see uh, a, a Nick Diaz fight. And he used John Jones's example. He's like, even as good as John Jones is, you have to be mentally, physically prepared. I'm like, that's the worst example you could ever use because John Jones fought Gustafson and beat him in a five-round war with no training at all. Yeah, he trained for like two weeks and beat so, the shit out of him. And they didn't train for Ryan Bader and beat him around. <laughs> he didn't train for Ryan Bader? I don't think so. No? Those were during the wild days. Seems to be chilling out now. Yeah. John seems to be into like guns. It's like really into tactical shit and like going through like uh, like these uh, scenarios, these drills. Dude, good luck being that guy at heavyweight. He's a monster. Monster. Yeah. And he's used to so many faster guys. But meanwhile... You can't get hit, though. Like, Francis hits you, it's game over. For everybody. Anybody and everybody. Everybody and anybody. But Stipe took it. But I'd still maintain... That was a long time ago. I, yes. And I still maintain that one of the reasons why DC knocked out Stipe was with one punch was not just that there was a punch that nobody saw coming, that he didn't see coming. It was because it was a beautiful technique. The pummeling and then the landing the right hand, it was beautiful. Caught him clean. But also, I think Stipe was damaged. From that first Ngannou fight. Agree 100%. He ate the biggest shots we've ever seen from Francis ever. and kept on keeping on. And Which then fought crazy. DC and, get, get, you know, it was, like, to your, it was a good punch, but we've seen him take worse. We've seen him take worse, but it was a punch that he didn't see coming. It was the way, the way DC brilliantly utilized the clinch and then landed that over overhand right. It was perfect. He limp, but he limp arm, how did he get out of it? 
out, out of the exchange when it was like yeah, he in got the out middle of the boom. clinch and yeah. boom. I mean, it was amazing. It was so perfect, and we were so stunned. I'm a little worried for Stipe. I don't know why we always count Stipe out, but I'm a little worried about him just his health and his eye and his back and everything going yeah. into this Francis fight. Because well, be, Francis is foaming at the mouth. You got to be worried about everybody who fights Francis. Everybody. He's he's just such a monster. He's so big. And God, you got to fight the fucking guy, man. Yeah. Like you make him active. Yeah. What's happening here? Stipe woke up with that immigrant mentality. <laughs> he that's, listens to Joey Diaz. Yeah, that's a Joey Diaz. That's line. a Joey Diaz. Got that fucking ox blood running through my veins today. Let's fucking go. You see, he has the support yeah. from Mario Lopez. Oh, well. Let's go, let's, champ. Let's go, champ. Yeah. Speaking of let's go, champ, see Shannon Cannon Briggs is uh, training for a comeback. Stop. He's pushing hard to try to get a fight with Mike Tyson. Oh God! Yeah, he was overweight and getting to gym and looking slow, and but he's like slowly building his way back up, and he's documenting all of it on his Instagram. Yeah, Tyson, when I was with him, he was saying he was like, "Yeah, we're, you know, I'm gonna fight a few times," and I was like, "Oh, Holyfield? Like, what, what else are you gonna do?" He's like, "No, there'll be some other guys, so maybe Shannon Briggs is one of them." Maybe. I mean, it's the right age limit. I mean, Shannon, I think is 49. Were you a fan of the Tyson Roy stuff? It seemed like a gentleman's agreement to me. A little bit. Right? A little bit don't hit me in the head. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit, right? Yeah, for sure. Maybe. I'm not that into it, I gotta be honest. <laughs> well, I gotta I gotta admit that I was my anticipation level is very high. Oh really? I had Roy on the podcast, I had Mike on the podcast. You really sold that thing. And I texted you, I was like, dude, <laughs> you gotta calm down. <laughs> You gotta calm down because this thing's a gentleman's bed. Listen, all, I love both of them. I love both of them too, and I'm I'm willing to sell. I'm a hype man. Yeah, me too, man. I'm a fuckboy hype beast. <laughs> <laughs> but I was looking forward to seeing it, man. I I was watching it like in my office, like this. Couldn't wait. Couldn't wait. See, I, I think Jake Paul stole the show. Oh, he did. Yeah, he by did. far. Well, I mean, he starched Nate Robinson. Poor Nate Robinson. Starched him. I think a lot of NBA players are like, oh, yeah, I want to do it, too. And they saw Nate Robinson. He was a meme for the next fucking But apparently weeks. they're saying Nate took it real well. And Nate jumped in and was laughing at all the jokes and, like, uh, you know, the text threads with other oh, NBA players. Oh, good on players. him, man. Yeah. Everybody said that he took it real well. Took it real well. The Yeah, the hype off Jake Paul off that knockout is insane. Listen, dude. man. Because the boxing community wants to see him lose. The MMA community wants to see him lose. Yeah. And now the MMA community has never backed Ben Askren. Now they're backing him because they want to see him beat fucking Jake. It's brilliant for him, too. You want to fight a guy with a big name who really isn't a striker at all. No, not at all. You know? In any facet. But if I see, I've, I've Ben had more time because Ben hasn't really been training. you know. And then Ben had a hip replacement. And then Ben was never really a boxer to begin with. Far from it. You know, it's like I, I really wish he had more time to prepare. I, I agree with you. He's a completely different level of athlete. From in Nate terms of Robinson. Yeah. Yes. Well, and also from Jake Paul. From In terms of, like, accomplishments. Oh, not even close. Not even close. I mean, in, in terms of, like. There's no quitting, Ben. Yeah, no quit. You're going to have to put his lights out. Yeah. And the guy's got incredible mental toughness. But does he have the physical capabilities to box well? I got to see what that hip's like. I don't even. I got to see what the new hip's like. I can't say I've ever <clears throat> seen him hit pads. Oh, look at this. <clears throat> Yeah, he can move. But is there any videos of <laughs> I him? I burns when Jake Paul takes a pee. 
<laughs> so stupid. <laughs> That's the thing about That's Ben, too. Funny. He's the perfect opponent because he talks shit, too. But he's such a goofy talk shit, too. Um, is there any videos of him hitting the pads? Go to Ben Askren hits pads. You know what's cool is you know Ben. You know say. Ben still has a fights with the UFC, and the, he had to call the UFC to get confirmation mm-hmm. to take this fight. Yeah, they let him. Yeah, let's see. Like, let's see this. It, dude. Okay, let's see what we got here. Let's see. Let's see his boxing. Give me some volume. My man, ew, ew, gross music. My oh man, my Duke God, Rufus. This is what is happening here. I don't know. Someone may have made a training video from some old shit and just re-uploaded Can I just it. see? What do we got here? Oh, he's just looking to take, take people down. This is all very old video footage, I believe. Mm-hmm. Just got re-uploaded. Um, is there another video anywhere of him hitting pads? I just want to see his hand combinations. Can you go to YouTube? Just just click at the videos link. Just click the videos Dude, if you link. you just watch Ben versus fucking Damian Maya. Here he goes. Well, that's Give me volume. That's terrible. Mike's been someone I've worked with for a while on the era of the sport, so we'll be working out two extra mid-sessions a week to get my hands moving. And this is preparing for this fight? Is this no, recent? This is last 2019, it said. It's all old footage. Probably before his hip got fixed. Yeah, he had a really fucked up hip, even when really he wrestled bad, Jordan Burroughs. Well, he, you got to realize, when he got the UFC, he was pretty compromised with that yeah. hip. He was also older, man. Yeah. You weren't getting a young Ben Askren in the UFC. No, no, no. He had gone through the ringer. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, just years fun and to years see him in of there, though. wrestling and the punishment on your joints and just... There's no... No one gets out alive from wrestling, man. That, that, that sport... Man, everything gets just eventually just all the bolts start falling off and the fucking all the joints. All wrestlers are pretty fucked up. Pretty fucked up. Shane Carwin's neck back. You know, they Michael Bisping football. just went in for a fake disc in his neck. And he wasn't even a wrestler. He wasn't even a wrestler. But you know, obviously did a lot of wrestling. Um he uh he just uh posted a photograph from his Instagram of him without the eye prosthesis too, because you can see what the eye looks like. What his actual eye looks like. He was trying to get a fight with these guys. He was trying to get a fight with Logan Paul or Jake Paul. Everyone was, dude, come on. on. But, I mean, Mike can't even see out of one eye. Like, how (laughs) could he? And now it turns out he had to get his disc replaced in his neck, and he's still calling out a fight. That's, that's, what a game pit bull he is. Mike? Yeah. Dude. So game. One of the best. (laughs) So game. Dude, but also, like, my kid wants to be a fighter. I'll show him fucking Michael Bisman with his eye out. Like, you know, heavy, heavy lies the crown, man. How did Nick Lentz do in his last fight? Because Nick Lentz had a real touch and go situation with his eyes. Well, they cut him. All right, I think he retired. He retired. Did you see uh, Hooker? Forty percent of the vision in his eye. Jesus, he couldn't see uh, like couldn't target the moving target. Like, and did you see that that about this fight in particular? So did it? Did it? Did he lose the the forty percent of the vision? And he had that way in training, but it was that way in training because I know he had surgery. And he took, like, here it is. Uh, my UFC abruptly retired. I lost about 40% of my vision in his eye. Fuck. And he got really beat up in that fight, too. Uh, they say don't make rash decisions after loss, but this one is not rash or even quick for that matter. The injury I suffered to my eyes last year was a career ender. I lost a total of 40% of my vision, but I wanted to see what one more hard fought battle was like with the new eyes. It was clear to me last night it's impossible for me to compete at this level anymore. 
I just can't lock onto a moving target like I should. And with 40% of my vision practically gone, it's chaotic to the least. My life as a fighter in the best organization on the planet ends here. I'm not sad or upset by it. The day comes for everyone. I stand with my head high. God as my redeemer and my children and wife as my treasure. Fighting gave me those, gave those treasures. And I only ask for a little vision as payment, a trade that I would make 100% of the time. Wow. Thank you to my fans, my coaches, my family, and everyone who has been a part of, of this process. Who knows what comes next for the Carney, but I can tell you what it's not. What a stud. He's an animal, man. Tough, tough fucking dude, man. And really, you know, really learned and grew in the sport. Fucking, I hate seeing that, man, with guys losing vision. It scares the That's shit the out of me. That's game, though, man. You look at that Spencer Fisher post. <sighs> Dude. Heartbreaking. Yeah, dude. And that... this is only the start, Bubba. This is only the start because now yes. there's going to be a whole crop of new guys coming out with injuries and yes. brain trauma yes. and yes. vision problems. And Well, I'm going to have on the guys from the John Hopkins psychedelic study that are working with the UFC with uh, psychedelic therapy for CTE. The micro-dosing. The thing about um, psilocybin, there's something about psilocybin that's one of the rare... See, see, I don't want to repeat this without it being accurate. Psilocybin regrows neurons in the brain. I'm pretty sure that studies have shown that psilocybin can actually regrow neurons. And it's a very rare thing in that regard because I don't think there's anything else that's been clinically proven to do that. So what that can mean is that through, if it, if it really works, it, it might be something that can actually restore brain function. Yeah, they're finding a lot more things like that. That's what, how I got started on nicotine packets shout out is to that Rogue. what you're doing there I, I do nicotine because they say they say nicotine for your brain especially if you had ct supposed to be really good so because one thing they found and you know smokers uh, almost all of them didn't have dementia and they couldn't figure it they were trying to figure it out uh -huh. it's because of the nicotine all right you dropped oh, all of them oh, all right oh, yeah touch it every now <laughs> these are little packets what do you do with this packet oh, isn't it? put in your lip man that's only six right. milligrams yeah it's tasty too shout out to rogue sponsor your boy this is good you like this taste? i love it dude can't get enough of it. You can't swallow. Well, you could swallow that, no, but that'd you, be a lot harder to swallow than that uh, dip you did. That yeah, the, you can swallow this. You don't spit in this. Cowboy gave me a, a, a water dip. Oh, don't do I that. Put it in my mouth while I'm swallowing. Oh god. No, this one you can swallow. It's nice. <laughs> get a little buzz. I do this right before I hit the stage. Minty. You know what I do? <laughs> Cigarette. <Cigarettes>. <laughs> that stuff's nasty. <laughs> Bro, it's like somebody tried to. <laughs> It's like someone. Tried, it's like, you know when you swallowed the shit. No, like swallowed is way, way better. Ugh. Some it's like someone tried to put bubble gum yeah. and mix it in with with tobacco. That's Fuck what yeah. it tastes like. Yeah, no, I love it. That's what it I is, can't, right? Dude, I go through a pack a day. Try it, Jamie. Yeah. Give one to Jamie. Give one to Jamie. I need to know. I need to know. I need to know if I'm wrong here. They, oh, they're fantastic, bro. I'm just twitching. I can't get enough of it. This is a guy that just smoked a cigar. Yeah, there you go. And I'm I'm like Look. not for you. Mm. Do you fuck with Nicorette or anything? No. But uh, I've smoked a bunch of Chappelle cigarettes oh. before I go on stage. Oh, I do God. like that before I go on stage. That like, that's what I do with this. Nicotine. You take four of these, right? like 30 minutes before I go on stage, I'm fucking... First geek. time I ever did it, I took one from Hinchcliffe. He's like, don't get addicted. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to get addicted. Get Dude, you know my whiskey uh, problem started with you. We were, at, we were back at the bar. Uh, whiskey the, problem? You mean this awesome practice of, yeah, of enjoying whiskey? My life is better on whiskey. I think it's fine. It doesn't taste bad. Yeah. Oh, isn't it nice? Yeah. Oh, That's good. that rogue mango pouch. Everybody's got different taste buds. Yeah, it's weird. 
But back to my my, taste buds my whiskey well, well, issue started with you at the comedy store because <laughs> you're like, hey, do a shot with me. Like, I, I don't drink before sets, man. I got to be on point. Like, just do a fuck. God, come on. I do it all the time. I'm like, all right, fuck, give me a shot. I think it was Jameson or Jack. Did a shot. Best set of my life. I'm like, well, you know, I'm a guy who believes in. It gets you loose. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, you don't want to be drunk when you go on stage. No, but, God, no. But a little shot before you go on stage is like, woo. Yeah, it just gets the edge off. Gets yeah. you firing up. I love yeah! it. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, I enjoy it. I enjoy and it. And I drink a lot. Yeah. How much? I was drinking probably two doubles a night before I took a break. So why do you think it's the TRT that was making your face fat? How much were you drinking during that time? Your dick wasn't working. Hey, I think I might have found another fucking culprit here. I think yeah. it was the... <laughs> You're hammered every night. You're drinking a fucking ton of whiskey. Dude, My face got half fat. a bottle. I think it was testosterone. Half a bottle, bro. <laughs> half a bottle. That's so much whiskey. I just love it, man. I yeah. love whiskey. I like catching a buzz. Me too. I like catching a buzz at night. You know, you know how it is. You're doing shows all mm -hmm. day, and I get home. I'm with my kid. It's nonstop, and I put them to bed. And then me and my girl, and she doesn't drink. I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna have some drinks, man. And I fight. We put on our show, fucking Love Island, UK season three. <laughs> and I'm I got my buzz on. I got my dip in. You know what I've been watching? What? Karate Kid, Cobra Kai. Oh, you're the second person I've heard. It's good. People love it. It's so it's so cheesy. It's so Shout 1980s. Out to Todd Feldman, yeah. It's so 1980s. It's but it's good, dude. It's and people really love. Good. Oh, Chappelle just told me. He's like, he you likes it too. He doesn't like like he doesn't know fighting. We should clarify. Chappelle Lacey. Chappelle Lacey. Yeah. yeah not, oh yeah, not, not Dave, Dave Chappelle. Chappelle yeah. yeah. You know when he started doing comedy, like you need to switch your name. He's like, but my name's Chappelle. Like I know, but there's already a Dave Chappelle. He's like, no, we don't. What the fuck are you talking about? My name's He's Chappelle got two Lacey. Names. So Chappelle Lacey, it's not Dave He's Chappelle. He's the nicest Chappelle. guy, man. He's great. And by the way, what a freak athlete that dude is. We've played videos of him doing gymnastics and doing uh, Did cheer you? multiple times on this podcast. Dude, he'll fucking... He's incredible. Well, now at the shows, because he's done it so many times, not the shows, they yell at him, his clothes are doing a backflip. And I got to follow him. Like, what are you doing backflips up there for? What are you doing? What the fuck are you doing, but dude? He doesn't look like a guy who should be able to do a backflip. No, he's, he's like thick. 240 yeah, he's jacked. Thick. It doesn't make any sense. I told him, I go, dude, the body control that you have, you would be insane at jujitsu. Yeah. And I know he got into it a little bit. Is he still doing it? Well, in LA, you can't really do jujitsu. Yes, you can. You just got to know the right people. And I know the right people, but he's not that dedicated to do it, yeah. you know? Isn't that gross? They can't, you can't even train. Oh, God. Our boy Eddie, man. That's his livelihood. I know. It's, look at him. Liz Chappelle. I mean, come the fuck on. What a freak athlete. And you want to talk about one of the nicest people oh, in the such, world. Such and, a sweetheart. And talented and funny. Funny as shit, man. Just a perfect person. Dude, I was going to shut Fire the Kid down. Woo, and then, look at that. And then look I asked Chappelle to do the Woo. show. That's amazing. It's just, it's so unusual. This is the crazy thing when he throws that girl up and catches her. Like, you know what kind of power you have to have to be able to do that? Dude, he's wider than me. He yeah, does he's... cheerleading. He listens to fucking alternative music. He skateboards. <laughs> It's like, dude, okay, man. <laughs> um, tell everybody where you guys are playing. We're at the Mark in uh, San Marcos, Friday, Saturday. Where's San Marcos? It's between here and San Antonio. It's 20 miles from here. Oh, okay. There's a lot of spots out here, man. There's a lot of spots, a lot of places to do comedy. I'm coming, man. San Marcos for this Friday, Saturday, two shows. you eventually move out here? What do you think? I don't know. If anyone's going to get me like to do it, it's going to be you. <laughs> what is that? That's, that's, the, that's their website. That's what I used to I bet to it will like be like that. Day. That's probably what's going to be San Antonio like. is covety as fuck. That's where you caught it. 
That's where I got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was going to get it too, man. You, you know, you when you go in a room, you're like, it's pretty covid back here, yeah. man. That's what I felt like when I went to that show where everybody got it but me. Yeah. Everybody got it but me. Everybody I was with. It's dicey. And I was like, man, I'm in this green room. It's packed with people. How you haven't got it yet, I don't know. Just get it. Quit being a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Your boy Dave know, got it. Yeah, he got and it. how's he doing? Everybody thought, Do no, we no symptoms at all. Yeah. No. Same with Raheem. Radio Raheem. What about Elon? No symptoms. He had a little bit of a cold. That's it. Yeah. He said it was a mild cold. There you go. And um, But I do have one friend that is feels like total dog shit. He was throwing up, felt terrible, but then the next day he was fine. Is it Michael Yo again? No. Oh, okay. No, Michael Yo almost fucking died. He's Michael Yo almost... How dare you? What does that mean? <laughs> I'm just saying. They get it worse. Wuhan. It started there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Wuhan's lit as... Fuck. I, they say that, but I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it either. They won't I, let you fly yeah, over I think it's there. propaganda. It's holograms. Yeah, I'm not buying it either. <laughs> They're like, oh, we're partying out here. I'm like, no, you're not. Out. Yeah, no, you're not. Meanwhile, there's bodies in the streets yeah. and sirens. Wow. Wow. Yeah, who you knows? Step outside your house, they machine gun you. Yeah, who knows what's yeah, going on there. They welded people inside their buildings, man. They don't. They're spraying fucking disinfectant through the air as they drove down the streets. Yeah, but get COVID. You know, lick a toilet or some shit for me. Just get, join the club, Listen, Jamie. I've been around Look, a lot Jamie of people. Jamie got a cruise here out. I've been a lot of people that got COVID. I've been a lot, around a lot of people, and I never got it. The Tony got it the same night I was out. I was out with him. He got it that night. Yeah, you're a superhero. It's, I don't it's, know it's, what it's it is. It's your blood type. I have that O positive, that old school blood type. Yeah. That helps. But I think it's the vitamins. And Did, also sauna. I'm in the sauna every day. I was in the sauna for a half hour today at 185 degrees, <laughs> Tim meditating. Tim Tim, Tim goes. <laughs> he goes, yeah, I, I apparently, because he showed me around his house, he's like, I'm trying to figure out where to put my fucking sauna. I'm going to get one. Rogan says it it, it kills COVID. <laughs> I go, I don't know if that's true, Tim. He goes, yeah, Rogan said it. <laughs> I go, Dude, I don't, seriously, I don't know if that's true, man. Deep breathing. See, yeah. if COVID lives in your nostrils, good luck, fact, you fucking <laughs> shitbag virus. <laughs> shitbag. fucking make it into my nostrils. <laughs> my nostrils, man, when I get that 185 degrees and I get that steam it's going, so I'm like hot. this. Dude, you and I have been in a steam room together, and I had to get the fuck out, man. We are trying to see who broke first. I was out. Yeah, but that Laird Hamilton guy will beat us all. That motherfucker is in there with oven mitts on on an Airdyne bike at 210 degrees. They're savage. He's an unusual human being, man. Like, uh, all my friends that went and trained with him at his house in Malibu, they, they're like, this fucking guy cranks it up to the high. T- he's in the, the 200s, no, 200 for, plus not, degrees. Not for me, Papa. Not in the sauna. Listen, and then I does the cold plunge. No, uh-uh. I do a hot tub. What I've been doing is, because uh, it gets cold here at night, I do the sauna and then I jump in my pool. My pool's not heated. Oh, so it's cold? Oh, my God. It's cold as fuck. And I did six minutes in the pool one night, and I almost didn't make it out of the pool. You're that cold? I was real worried because no one was out there with me. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, I mean, I made it out. But as I was walking out of the pool, I'm like, oh, Jesus, I could barely walk. I'm like, do you swim in your undies? shivering. Yeah, yeah. I got yeah, me too. I swim in my undies. But I don't. Usually, I mean, I just swim with a swimming suit. Oh, I don't. Not trunks. at night. Me and my son go oh. every night. We yeah, just go yeah, in yeah. our undies. What's the difference? Yeah, who gives a fuck? Like, if girls are, yeah, you mean your underwear? What the fuck is your bikini? Yeah, okay, same well, shit. You don't have shorts on. That's my thong, bitch. Yeah, yeah, what is that? Come on. Girls have the most ridiculous outfits. I mean, they, just just the fact that they can wear like anal floss and a, and a fucking tortilla chip over your pussy, yeah, it's and insane. you could just go hang out with strangers. It's insane, <laughs> and dude. it's fine. It's fine. It's just a thong. And the it's heels, fine. 
You could literally see your whole ass. Yeah. Everything thank but God your they asshole. Do that. Yeah, thank yeah, God. Thank they God. Do that. Yeah. Thank God. Imagine if we had like skirts <laughs> and you could just lift it up and your hog was right there. I was hearing some story about <clears throat> there was in the nineteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds, the pools they used to have back then. This place I was hearing about, you had to rent the suit from them. Like you showed up and rented your suit there. That sounds so fucking disgusting. What? And I don't know. I don't know how much disease was getting spread around then, but like, like someone yeah. else's swimsuit. Yeah, it's like, probably like where that's a blockbuster for yeah, swimsuits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's probably where the Spanish idea. flu came from. <laughs> yeah, probably came from them suits. Hard well, pass. they had weird suits back then. They were wrestling singlets, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, didn't they? By weird, you mean awesome? <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't but, wear shorts. No, they wore they those wore weird like things. A singlet. Yeah, the same right. place that was showing pictures of that. Those kids like with saggy, like little seven-year-olds, the shit was falling off of them, they were saying. They had a baby elephant that the kids could play with that was just walking around the grounds of this, like, well, this sounds fantastic. Park. I know, and the place got closed down, and oh. I don't know what happened, but it sounds like a whole lot of fun. Life was cheap but back also then, crazy. Yeah, no. A little kid would get stomped by an elephant, and they would just bury both of them. And yeah, the Where's your kid? I don't, I don't know what happened to kid. Yeah, what are we doing? There's no kids. All right, let's wrap this motherfucker up. Uh, let everybody know, uh, is, is your show sold out? Uh, I think they're they just released my comps because I don't have any friends. <laughs> I don't know anybody. So here. how many tickets is that? Probably ten. Ten tickets. So ten that's a it. show. And that uh, fatkz dot com for tickets at the Mark. It's between San Antonio and Austin. Chappelle's there. Chappelle, AC, Malik, the crew's there. Beautiful, beautiful. That should be a fun show. And then I'm in Tampa end of February. Which what are you doing in Tampa? Tampa Improv. That's the only time I've ever been approached by swingers. Oh. Tampa has a big swinger community. That's Florida. No, this twice have been approached by swingers. Once was in Nashville. Really? But it was yeah. There was a, a the the driver. And I were they hot Segura. No. Yeah. No. They no. Never are. No. They it's, never are. It was atrocious. Yeah. That's how. It yeah. Goes. They look like bowlers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They were like, you want to come to a swingers club with me? I'm like, I do not. No, does I everyone do look like you? I'm like, I have, Hard a, pass. I have a pool queue with me. I'm going to a pool hall. Yeah, I'm man. not here to watch you guys fuck. <laughs> no, hard pass, dude. <laughs> All right. I love you, brother. I love Very you, good man. to see you, I man. You, I hope you move here. I know. Can you fight the things? Oh, I know.